I'd like to return these for a refund. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, a refund. Looks like we're getting a refund. I'd like to collect a refund. And I'd like to speak to someone about a refund. Perhaps a refund. No refunds. And now I'd like a refund. No, then I'd have to give out refunds. I'd like a refund. And we're back with another episode of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. My name, in case you don't already know, is Joel. Joining me this week, please welcome Cameron. Hey, how's everyone doing? Hope you're having a good week. Let's give a moment for them to respond. Oh, I'm awesome. so glad to hear you. And that, also yeah. joining me is Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? I just realized that I have my pop filter on in a way that blocks my face where I could easily just have it on the other side and not have to worry about it. So other than that, I'm doing all right. I kind of liked it better the other way. Because it blocked part of my face. Yeah, I yeah it blocked a lot of your face. Uh, Ryan's rocking the uh, I'm in the Avengers, but I'm trying not to let people know I'm in the Avengers outfit right now. <laughs> Sleeve, sleeveless edition. Yeah, I mean, you were here. You were there when I got this hat. So it, it, I was. It really does do its Those job. Those were good times at the El Royale. What do, you call, what do you call Ryan when he goes to um, Washington? What? Sleeveless in Seattle. Oh, like Washington <laughs> State. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why I also went Washington, D.C. Yeah. That was immediately where my mind went. I don't know. Cameron, I've got to say, that not, not a terrible joke. Thank I think liked it. We just both. Yeah, we both. It's okay. You see, absolutely. It's okay. You ever see that movie? Sleepless um. in Seattle? <laughs> no, sleepless in Seattle, of course. Uh, um, no. I wrote it. No, I have. It's a real Hanks. It's a real banger from Hank. Hanks. Really is. Someone Meg Ryan, yeah. No ho Hanks? Th- there's three Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan yeah. movies. So, um, But yes, that was one of them. It's that, Joe uh, the Volcano, and uh, the one that I've seen, which is. Uh, the. Shit, you've got mail. Yeah, I was going to say something, something male. Yeah, you've got uh, Cameron, what did you just say about NoHo? NoHo Hanks. He's a character in uh, Barry. NoHo Hank, but yeah. Hank, yeah, Hank, sorry. Yes. I know this This isn't like a bit, like everyone knows this, but I just think it's really cool that Tom Hanks' initials are just thanks. That's true. It is. I mean, technically his, uh, names are, his initials are... He does have the, to say thanks for a lot of things, specifically for Chet. Yeah. Thanks for not prosecuting, officer. <laughs> um, r- random LA is kind of a small town type thing. I took a entry to scuba diving course one time, and the instructor was his sister-in-law. She's married to Jim. Good old backup voice Jim Hanks. Huh, interesting. Our guy. Some people's true Woody. Some people's true Woody. Huh. Cameron, is that your true Woody? Yeah, my, my true Woody. Ryan, you are. What's going on over there, man? This is taking yeah, you a is, lot longer than like, I expected. It's so weird because it fits so well on the other side. Like I, I know the like the mic. Said. The mic is picking up the sound from this thing shaking, trying to figure it out. So it's I'm actually really not. I, yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I don't really it, hear it. it. Oh. Maybe an audacity, but not it is an audacity. It is an audacity. Yeah, um, it might, yeah we might God. not hear it. Cameron. Yeah. What's up? Uh, so we haven't recorded in a little bit. Um, you haven't no. recorded in a little bit. Did you guys do something? No. No, we just re- we were just on other shows. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, so the past week, uh, there have been a couple things that have happened for the people on this podcast. Well, at least two of them, uh, and that's that both of us, myself and Joel, 
had birthdays on the 7th and the 8th. Uh, Joel, I'm just wondering, how was your birthday? I was trying to think about that. Did we not record? We haven't recorded since then. No, yeah, we haven't recorded. We since did the then. no, we did the bracket episode. Did we yeah, I was gonna say the bracket yeah. episode really? came out. Yeah. And we didn't talk about. <laughs> we didn't say anything. About well, the we didn't really. Yeah, we, the bracket episode wasn't really a time for us to exchange pleasantries, Cameron. That's this true. That's the true. heat of competition. Uh, my birthday was great. It yeah. was. I watched golf. I played golf, and I went and ate. So very nice. Uh, a couple of Joel yeah. favorites in there. Yeah, they, 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 like what? What else? What else? Gonna I watched baseball as well. Uh, That's pretty nice. It, it was a great, great birthday. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, I went to work. Um, got off of work at five thirty. Um, the details. Got Love some it. Uh, Thai food. Went to bed at seven forty-five. Uh, it was a very okay. Now I just feel bad. Yeah. Well. We'd been doing overtime for work for the past, uh, for about the past month. So mm. I was really tired, and uh, well, especially because the night well, before, April sixth, we just. We I was just gonna say, let me bring the, that up. Yeah. That was something we can talk about. That maybe bring a little more positive light to this that we haven't talked about on the show yet. Um, all three of us went and saw the Warner Brothers 100th anniversary candlelight performance. I already forgot we did that. <laughs> wow. Cameron, do you want to you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on April 6th, um, Warner Brothers hosted on their property uh, one of the only few times the general public can go to the Warner Brothers lot um, and go to the SJR Theater specifically. Obviously, you can okay. take a tour there. Um, but go to the SJR Theater specifically, which is the big theater that we do premieres in. They'll host events in. Uh really really cool to do like uh christopher nolan did a screening there a couple uh, months ago of chariots of fire that he hosted um and they had a um a string quartet come in and play some songs from the warner brothers history everything from a time goes uh, that's as time goes by um from casablanca to um Justice the wonder League. woman theme all the way to danny elfman's yeah, Justice League. yeah exactly the greatest um, encore we've ever seen yeah, that was probably the weirdest encore they could have done. Um, but yeah, it was it was really amazing. Uh, I love you know I love whoa music. What? <laughs> Ryan is just oh. having some trouble. Yeah, here. he's still I'm going having the worst it. time. Yeah, I'm glad this is just a bit now. I hope it picks up in the audio. Um, People will know. It was it was really it was really cool though. Um, Except they're just cranking it, dude. <laughs> it was really cool going and. Especially, you know, seeing Joel and Ryan back on the lot. I mean, I've seen Ryan on the lot since. Uh, me, you saw and, me a lot. And, and, and Ryan and I have seen each other on the lot. <laughs> yeah, oh, we have. Yeah, okay, yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it we're, was, it we're was still regulars awesome. over there. Joel, when was the uh, last time you were on the lot before the AMC? Um, when the we went AMC. to – when Ryan, Eric, and I went and walked around, and then we went over like, to uh, to Smokehouse afterwards. That was, what, like Speak- February? January? Yeah, I think That's something right. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Eric, a couple of Eric things here. Uh, we should just get him. Honestly, at this point, he should just yeah. be on the show. Um, Not all. We the time, went to. <laughs> we went to. We welcomed Cameron into the Bob's Big Boy family that mm. night. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot we did this he had, too. He'd not taken one of those Bob's Big Boy trips with us. Uh, he finally got to go, and per the norm, I mean, kind of a weird trip. <laughs> Um, we just had a, a waitress that was just kind of unhinged. And I don't mean unhinged in like a wild and crazy way, but more of like a I don't really care. Yeah, she did not kind of give way. a flying. Eric but... ordered a dessert because he, <laughs> he ate before he, <laughs> he came out. And so all of us were eating. And then she was like, 
anyone would like desserts? And she looks over at Eric and goes, not you. <laughs> she did say that, yeah. Uh, and honestly, then, uh, with honestly, my order... Tamer experiences. Yeah, my order... Um, she didn't specify if I wanted hash browns or potatoes. So at the end, uh, when she got the French orders, I'm like, my, my comes with hash browns, right? And she's like, well, what'd you order? <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> okay. Well, and then I love how we were – this is my fault, okay? But we were there, and everyone was like – we were, we got there probably around 1045, and everyone was like, what time is it closed? I was like, ah, they're open 24 hours. Yeah. 1230 comes along, and we look around. We're the only ones in the restaurant, and Cameron looks it up. He's like, hey, they closed at 12. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we were there half an hour past closing. Um, bad job by us. You know, uh, I think another... it's a rule in Burbank that things aren't able to be open 24 hours because it's like a curfew thing. Because, um, like, most of the time, Denny's are open 24 hours, but mm-hmm. the Denny's here it closes um, because, you know, it's not open to be. I, I think it's literally against the law for things to be open 24 hours here. Damn. There was a Denny's. I never. I, I saw the Denny's. I was around when it was open. <clears throat> I never experienced it. Um, but right across the street. Yeah, Caddy Corner to Sunset Gower Studios. There used to be a Denny's there. I don't remember if I've told this on the show before, but that Denny's, um, one of the producers that used to work over there at Sunset Gower wanted his crew to be able to have a drink after a long, stressful day on set. So that Denny's used to have a full bar inside of it. As far as I know, that's the only Denny's in the world that had a full bar. Interesting. Um, but that has since been closed for quite some time now. The Denny's um, or the bar? The Denny's. The whole oh. Denny's is closed. I love yeah. Denny's. How do you close a Denny's? I love... Yeah, De- Denny's is good. I haven't been in a while, but... See, like, people think, oh, Denny's is, like, low-tier breakfast food. Their pancakes are bomb. They're so good. They got, they got all you can eat, too. Yes. One of the underrated things at Denny's, like, I, I'm all for going to Denny's and getting, like, late-night breakfast. But sometimes I'll go to Denny's, and if it's the evening... Their little buffalo chicken strips, they use an amazing buffalo sauce. It is really good. Um, So I freaking love those things. We got to go hit up with Denny's then, but also we have Bob's Big Boy, so why would we do that? Yeah. A part of me would just want to go to a Denny's to see Ryan at a Denny's. I've been to Denny's before. I I know. I'm sure you've been to Denny's. It's been like 10 years. So I had never been to a Bob. Well, okay, that's not true. I had been to Bob's Big Boy before. Um, It had been a little bit since I had gone there. Um I'm going to be honest with you guys. That food is straight garbage. Okay. How dare you? It was awful. I like, well, expected you, it to be. Hey, Mr. I, good hey, can I get the Cowboy Bebop breakfast over here? <laughs> yeah, the big boy breakfast. I mean, that's a pretty simple thing to make. No, you did not get the big boy breakfast. You got the country boy breakfast. Country boy You get the Vacaville special. You know, <laughs> biscuits and gravy with uh, scrambled eggs and hash browns is a pretty easy breakfast to do but yeah it was i was just like yeah i'd much rather go to denny's wow. i mean i enjoyed my plus it was expensive night. as hell ryan got a ham steak that night it was really good it was it, yeah it's totally bob's famous it, it says totally dude it. you should have seen him gnawing the meat off that bone i've never i think i might have a picture of him holding it the I little think, like bone so, yeah. thing it was honestly impressive i've never seen that from you like um, that specifically <laughs> Yes. Because <laughs> I've never ordered it before. A yeah. very specific situation we've never seen you in. Yeah. Never um, seen like, Ryan we've never seen Ryan dry, or riding down North Hollywood Avenue on rollerblades while wearing Speak for pink yourself. tutu and eating a Wetzel pretzel. I've never seen that before. It's Wetzel's. <laughs> yeah. It's possessive. Um, Ryan, what have you been up to? Oh, God. Um, a lot, honestly. Uh, I'm looking at my calendar. Um because you guys brought up some stuff that I completely forgot about. 
um well i've been pretty busy i've been i've been theme parking it up uh so it's really yeah where have you been going i went to disneyland and disney's california adventure i did back-to-back days i spent about 30 hours total in a theme park over two days um it was uh yeah it was a lot uh i'm still in recovery mode from it but it was such a good time i saw i was telling joel a little bit about it uh either during or directly after this is a big trip of like things i've never done before just go do them because i don't know when i'll be back again so like i think like i'd never been on the proper haunted mansion before i finally got to see that um i'd never seen some of like the i'd never seen world of color i finally saw that and it was the one that like just came out like a couple months ago or something like that um a couple other rides i'd never done before a couple of food things i'd never had before um yeah but like i had a really uh one of my closest friends come in town to go um and we went and we built lightsabers and i have mine and it looks oh yeah awesome. you didn't show me wait was that whitney it? did whitney come yeah, in let's town see or... no one of my friends from back home my friend oh Steve, okay friend of the pod yeah let me get my lightsaber you talk amongst yourselves i'll be right back yeah yeah i I'm, um i'm really curious oh sorry go ahead Joel. no go ahead you're curious about um you know i'm really curious because i know right now it's the food and wine festival right mm-hmm. uh, California until Adventure. Until April twenty fifth, nine days. Yeah, so I'm curious. Obviously, uh, Ryan, when he comes back, you know, we can we can ask him. Joel, have you ever gone and done like the food uh, fest there? Oh, absolutely. I I told Ryan about that uh, all the time. Um, about what? What I do? He he asked me, Ryan. You'll laugh when you hear the question. He asked me if I've ever partake or partaken in food and wine festival. Oh, many times, right? Um. Yes, I have done yeah. it a handful of times. Um, you went last it's year. It's great. Right? It's great. I went last year. I did not go this year. Not yet. Um, because, no, I'm not going to go. It, it it's has not over days. yet. Um, I, I oh, this I looks told pretty Ryan, bomb. But, um, this year's menu was like almost exactly the same as last year's menu, which usually like every year, like it changes like a lot. But this year there was a lot of repeats. Um, and so Sam and I've been wanting to just go to Disneyland period. So we was like, all right, let's save the money, not go to food and wine. And here soon we'll go to Disneyland. So, um, Ryan's back with his lightsaber. So Ryan, why don't you flick that on for the audience at home to see? Excuse me? Flick your rights. And he's gone again. Um, but no camera. I I mean, if you have the means of going, I highly recommend it. I've got all kinds of tips for it and stuff. Yeah. Is there like a, is there like a package? Cause I know there's like, I've been to Disneyland when they were doing the food and wine festival. We didn't Mm -hmm. get anything. Um, but like, is there like a, like a pass you can buy so you can try everything? Like not everything, but you can, let me, uh, let me answer this really quick. And then Ryan, I want to make sure we get to your, uh, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) Cameron, they there's all these booths, uh-huh. um, and you can just go to the booth and purchase any of the items. Okay. Or they I'm sell. Sh- I'm nodding my head the- in agreement. <laughs> we can just see like these little like squares. Yeah. Um, they also have what's called the sip and saver pass, okay. which I think nowadays it's like fifty five bucks, and then if you're an annual pass holder, it's like forty seven or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but that thing comes with eight tickets and all those tickets are redeemable for any items that are non-alcoholic okay um and so what's key is knowing obviously one the items you want and then two the sizes of the items because most of these items are quote unquote tastes but 
some of the tastes are like big items. So like for instance, uh, a couple of years ago, they had a meatball sub because besides the booths, a lot of the restaurants will have like one or two specialty items that are part of the festival and you could use your tickets towards those. Um, so okay. one of the restaurants a couple of years ago had a meatball sub and it was like a full meatball sub and that was your tickets worth. And if you wanted to purchase it, it was like $15. So like if you get the right items and use your tickets on the right things, like it's definitely a savings, money, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a lot of fun. Sam and I usually go and we'll split a sip and saver <clears throat> pass, and I'll usually pay for any drinks that I want and just use the tickets for like the food because this is a smart way to do it. A smart way um, to do it. So yeah, no, it's a good time. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the um, the menus right now because I was invited to go uh, mm-hmm. on Thursday, but. <clears throat> It's just so expensive. Yeah, I mean that's the problem. Yeah. Is like right now you're paying like 150 bucks to get in the park, and yeah. then you know 60 bucks for the sip and saver pass, and then on top of that, anything else you buy, and it's parking I, and what. I got very lucky that um, my buddy Kamen, uh he could go on uh, weekdays, so I could get yeah. the SoCal pass mm-hmm. and save a ton of money. I, otherwise, well, I don't know if I could have done it. Tomorrow through Thursday, or uh, $114 days, and I was like tempted. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I'm sick on Wednesday. but I, <laughs> I got one more um, day coming up at the end of May. I'm excited to go. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Ryan, light that baby up. Okay, you guys ready? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. yeah, blue. I so you went with the blue? blue. Yeah. That's pretty it's yeah, a great it choice. Was, it's a hard call, honestly. Like, they only give you, like, I don't really want to spoil it for anybody Ooh, that might want to go do it, but, like, they only That's give you four. Stomach. They only give you four color options. I won't say what they are, but uh, you could like any Star Wars Pink, fan probably orange, guess what they yellow, are. Yellow, blue, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and, Roy uh, G and Biff. Yeah, but um, hold it close to your face and make like a Anakin Skywalker face. Like, but you're about to slay some children, like that. Looks good. It almost makes you look like Dilbert, which is something we and I, we talked about recently. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that last time you said it, so Ooh, I don't really know how to feel about brewery. it this time. Has coconut curry shrimp for the Cameron's food over here and wine still festival. stuck on uh, food and wine. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, this looks actually, Cameron, good. if you go on my uh, dude with food Instagram, uh-huh. I believe I posted, or I'm sorry, I think on my on my regular Instagram, there's like a little tab called food and drink, and yeah, there's one from a couple years ago where I posted all the things I ate at food and wine festival. You know, I I'm really hoping one of these days, um, Saturday oh, and Sunday, practice. become my days off because oh, that, that hill is can... sick. That way we can do the food stuff that we've been talking about wanting to do for mm-hmm. a while. That's sick, Ryan. I really like that. That is pretty Thank cool. Thank you. Thank you. I, and again, you had I... talked about doing like an orange, uh, you know, lightsaber. But I yep. think going with that blue blade and having those like hints of like copper, which is kind of an orange color in the hilt. I yeah. think that was the move. I yeah. agree. I think it looks fantastic. I All agree. of the other Broncos country. Were... Let's ride. All of the oh, other God. hills. Throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> they were very brown, gray, black. What's wrong with brown? Nothing. No, it's just like it's like kind of like a very common color scheme for a lightsaber. Um, common and W. They had, but they had this one that I could pick. Dude, some uh, of these things better. Beverages like sound so dope. Blackberry, lavender, just... lemonade. Cameron, can I get oh you excited God. to eat even more? And maybe, maybe down the road. Obviously, I'd love to go to food and wine with you guys yeah. someday. Um, but we gotta make they some also money. do. Yeah. They also do Cameron Festival of Holidays, which I oh love I love just Festival of Holidays. That one I've Festival done. of Holidays is just food and wine mm-hmm. during but the Christmas. winter time. Okay, yeah. um, but instead of doing like so, Food and Wine Festival is all California inspired food. Yeah. so like they're all different things, right? Festival love of it. Holidays yeah. is exactly what it sounds like. There'll be like a booth that's like Mexican inspired, and it goes based off of like 
traditional Mexican holiday foods, and you'll have one that's like. There's you know, a St. Patrick's Day one. Yeah, there's no, a Valentine's okay. Day one. <laughs> there's an Arbor um, Day. But you just get you, you eat like, tree bark from the from the, the vendor Flag Day bucks. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Flag Day is to you just die eat for. you eat the U.S. Constitution. Uh, but no, all the foods are from you know from different countries and they're they're traditional holiday foods. It's almost and it's, like it's a, a ton of fun. It's almost like a eating around showcase like they do yeah. in Florida. It's very yeah. similar. Uh, oh very, yeah, my very, very my. Similar. My uh, family has told me because they they've gone to Disney World a few times. I've never without been to Disney. you. Yeah, I love Disney. <laughs> and they World. and they did the Brutal. eating around the world thing. And they said it was very cool. I uh, I love Disney World. I, See, I here's here's the thing that bothers me. Just one. I money. I don't yeah. have it. Me too. And I would really Same. like to have it so I could do things like this. Oh, well, so let's I, be let's be perfectly honest. Uh, I am not the type of person that could afford building a lightsaber. I just want to make that very clear. But this is something I've been planning for no, four but you, years. Yeah. So. Thank I was goodness say, you, you, for loans. Pl- you planned this out. There were things that Ryan and I had talked about going to do, and he was like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to have to pass on this one. And mm-hmm. it's like, I respect that. Like, I'm in the same boat with that something I've got coming up soon, and it's like, I get it. You yeah. know, sometimes you got to say no, and it's hard, but now you have that lightsaber and that's something besides just having it the lightsaber itself what i love and not to be talking your stories for you but like the fact that you got to do it with one of your closest friends and like that's just that's an awesome experience yeah you know? i know it's like as soon as i moved out here we had talked about doing it um and now it's finally happened i don't know if i even told you this part and again i don't want to spoil it for anybody that may one day go do it um you you might know this like they usually just bring in like a big group of people to go all do it together mm-hmm. we were the only two people in there Oh, oh yeah, I love that. That was sick. That's like, super they cool. made it even better. Like I asked him multiple times over the two days, like because we had a whole other day still after we did mm-hmm. this, and I was like, "So, what was your favorite thing that you did?" And he's like, "Oh, it was easy, easily the lightsabers, like easily." That's awesome. Best ride was in Credit Coaster, and I can't argue against that. Oh man, that I can't go upside down. Did he eat yeah. the uh, cookie num num, and did he like it? What was the favorite? Actually, I I, I had, ate it what too, was yeah. his favorite food item? What was his favorite food item? Oh shit. Um. Let me here. I have if, I have a written yeah, down everything him, that we you got. Can ask him. So, oh, he's asleep for sure. Uh, wh- like, oh, okay. um, well, but like I have I no, um, I have it all written down of what we got, so I can just I can remember based off of that. So what we ate was, we had the Ronto wrap, the regular one. We missed the breakfast one by like ten minutes, but I think the regular one's better. Um, we had the blue milk. We had the uh, we had the Dole Whip. We had the the regular Dole Whip, just the just the soft serve. We had the bow that you can get over there. Have you ever had that? Yes, oh, so, so good. good. So good. Maybe the best bow I've ever had. Um, that wow. was it. On, that was it on day one. Um, what day the two, hell? Yeah, I mean, we just weren't that hungry. Uh, but day two, we we popped off. Like day two, oh, yeah. I'm ready for this. I because to, I, I told I told him like I truly and you probably might disagree with me, but maybe not. I think the food's better at DCA personally. I was like, there's uh, food. My there's... favorite food item is at, at Calvary Metro. So. Yeah. I mean, it's like, plus, I was like, food and wine's going on too. There's going to be so many food options. If we're mm. going to like go all in on food, let's do it on day two. So day two, we went to Corn Dog Castle. He got the Hot Link Corn Dog. I finally got to try the breakfast one. The Hot Link is still the best one. Um, we got the Jack Jack Cookie Num Num. It's pretty good. Love, love me a good cookie. Always wanted to try it. Went to Lamplight. I never told you what we got at Lamplight. I never mm. said what it was, but you could probably guess what we got. On the lobster nachos? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best thing that I ate there, for sure. It's not going to be his answer, but it was my favorite. Um, and then we did uh, – we went and we went to Cozy Cone. We got that – we tried that mac and cheese Cozy Cone finally. Mm-hmm. Um, that was okay. It was not great. 
It was the bread. The My, bread wasn't great. The cones need yeah. salt. Yeah, the cone wasn't great. Um, his favorite thing to eat, and if he, he'll hear this, and if I'm wrong, he'll tell me. Um, his favorite thing was the hot link corn dog for sure. It's it's a great corn dog. Yeah. Like as soon as I as soon as I ate the breakfast one, I was like, I should have gotten the other one. Yeah. Like ah man. Like, Can I get the hot ah, isn't that the thing that sucks dog? about food is you go somewhere and you're like, oh, I have something that I love, but you know what? I'm going to try something new. And then you try mm-hmm. something new and you're like, God damn it. Why did I get this? Yeah. I was also, just telling someone about that the other day with like a, I'm going to use the example that it came up in discussion, which is Ike's sandwiches. And I don't know if either of you. Oh, oh, no, I like Ike's. oh wait, no, yeah. wait, you guys. Yeah. We've yeah been there's one right by Ike's. his apartment. Yeah, yeah. I used to go yeah. all the time. Um, so at Ike's, I love the Bruce Wayne. Which I don't know if you know this, but on Ike's website you can't get every sandwich. Yeah, no, some of yeah. them you have to only get in person. Um, mm-hmm. But I love the Bruce Wayne, and that's all I've ever what's, gotten. At Ike's what's on the Bruce, Bruce Wayne? Wayne. Um, it's a roast beef with all the regular fixins um, and steak sauce. Um, I, and then I, the, no and parents on it. Like, no parents. Yeah. I um, go with <laughs> I uh, I go with the the Little Mermaid, which is like the chick. It's the chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, and the orange marmalade. Mm. Jesus Christ! Smacks. Smacks. That's uh, an insane but, sandwich. It's so good. I don't. I don't. I don't eat it anymore. Orange but back marmalade. In, back in back in my heyday, I was crushing Paddington. That thing. He's like, yeah, this sandwich slaps. <laughs> me, yeah, me and Paddington just <laughs> smacking down that orange marmalade. Um, Cameron, Cameron, no, do you have an well, Ike's order? Oh well, I'm curious. I'm curious to hear where Joel's going. Uh, yeah, I'll tell I'll, after he does. Okay, himself. just make yeah, make sure you tell us. Well, I'm just gonna say is like when I think about Ike's. I think about that sandwich. Yeah. That's the sandwich I want. That's what makes me crave Ike's. If I'm saying I'm craving Ike's, I'm really saying I'm craving the Bruce yeah. Wayne. Yeah. But then you go and the menu is massive and it's yeah. like, they, I want to try out. There's so they many have sandwiches new stuff that look good, all the time. you know, but it's like you said, Cameron, it's like, I'm so nervous about Trying getting something, something else that I'm sure will be just as good. Yeah. But me finishing and going, that was good, but I wish I had gotten yeah, the Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, my sandwich, I, I kind of go back and forth. Um, but it's like, Every it's like three. I'll go five times. Three times I'll get the Matt Kane. The other two times I'll get the, the Menage a Trois. The Matt Kane is pretty good. The Matt Kane is so good with the Godfather sauce. You get jalapenos on it. Uh, you got a little bit of spice with oh, it's so good. Um, that's one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. Uh, that Godfather. Good. Do we all do really Dutch Crunch? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dutch Crunch. Yeah. Yeah. The Dutch Crunch bread. Is Took some so people good. the other day for the first time and they didn't get Dutch Crunch. Oh, like, ah. They got sourdough. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't remember what he got. I think he got the sourdough. It doesn't yeah. matter if you go if you don't get the Dutch crunch. If it's not yeah. Dutch crunch, it's, yeah, you know. wrong. Um, real quick, um, guys. If before... you go to a, if you go to Sam, I'm sorry, to cut you off just real quick. If you go to a sandwich place and they have a signature bread and you don't get it, yeah, I don't know you're you're, you're really messing up there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're doing. See, that's the thing. If I go to a restaurant and I've never been there before, and like, like I will ask the I will ask the waiter like, mm-hmm. what do people get here? That's what we did at Lamplight, and. Yeah. And they say this is what people get. I'm trying that. Like it yeah. doesn't like it doesn't matter. Where unless I go. unless there's something on it that like I'm just like yeah. really not a fan of. Yeah, yeah. They're will, like, oh, we have this, it. you know, vegan soup. I'm like, okay, well, uh, yeah, vegan <laughs> <soup>. <laughs> our special, our opening special for the restaurant is vegan soup. Yeah, vegan <laughs> soup, an an ice reduction with three ice cubes. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, what were, you, what were you saying, Joel? No, as I say, my, my last little thing I wanted to bring up, uh, and then if you guys have anything else before we move on here, um, I one could venture to say that this is me asking for a refund, but it's not. Um, strawberry shortcakes, you guys know the little strawberry shortcake ice creams? Yeah. The, the ice cream? The ice cream. The strawberry shortcake ice creams, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those things slap, okay? Right now, McDonald's has a limited edition 
strawberry shortcake McFlurry, and it basically has like the little strawberry shortcake no, they crumbles don't. that are on the outside. No McDonald's has McFlurries. <laughs> well, he, that's a you're, that's a you're, front. You're 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 a little bit ahead of me here. Okay, sorry, I apologize. I went to four McDonald's today. Yeah, three of them within ten minutes of each other. Mm-hmm. Not a single McDonald's had it. Now, three of them told me they had McFlurries, just not that one. And one of them, he did not say the ice cream machine was broken. He said we don't have ice cream. <laughs> guys i went to four mcdonald's again three within 10 minutes of each other all four of them within at least 45 minutes and not one had it depending on what time we finish i might go to another mcdonald's today and try that. and get this thing because i want to try it so bad no you love to get the novelty food items from fast food places i, I respect it Have and that's you had- what drives me insane it's like i i do this to myself okay yeah I the more the more limited edition something is the more you like want if it. people are like oh I can't find this anywhere the you more I it. want it because now it's like okay now it's it's less about the item and more about the chase of like it's like a challenge oh, I found one or I got yeah. one you know um, have you tried the, uh, the the new strawberry biscuit at Popeyes no what but yeah, it's interesting because it's, uh, it doesn't it look called? very good is it Bojangles that has it there's a Bojangles. one of those like east coast chicken places is Bojangles east coast um, I, I think know. so I don't think they're out here is I've it I've had it once I don't remember where I was it might have been Kentucky I think it's Bojangles though but they have a a biscuit that's like it's got berries in it and everyone mm. loves it mm. oh. yeah it's this oh, thing it's Popeye's uh, regular biscuits are so good oh why would I venture off of those it's a bowberry biscuit it's Made Bo from berry. Scratch, butter, buttermilk biscuits stuffed with bowberries and topped with sweet icing. Oh, that's interesting. Do you think uh, Knott's has a has a berry biscuit? They probably do. Uh, well, Boysenberry Festival is going on right now. So. Yeah, ah! probably have that. <laughs> uh, Boysenberry Festival is going on right now. So Somehow I, I'm opening up a tab here and I accidentally opened behind <clears throat> the shield. <laughs> that, well, that, uh, that site has not been used. I was going to say, that doesn't even exist anymore. It doesn't anymore. Even exist anymore. <laughs> Good uh, Warner Media 1. Which is obviously going to change sometime soon. Uh, so Warner Media Two, <laughs> yeah, just called Max Max One. Max yeah. One, yeah. <laughs> um, um, guys, do either of you have anything else before we wrap up? Yeah, I, I got go something. First. I got something real quick I want to talk about. Um, because I don't think we've talked about it so far. Did you guys see Mario? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know either of your opinions on Mario, and I really want to know. I haven't. I gotta say this for the folks at home, and not many of you care. I've not been getting on Letterboxd a lot lately. I've seen a handful of movies. I have like eight things, nine things I need to enter, and just haven't. Um, mm. So apologies. I like all, th- all the theater Ryan? that you haven't entered. Uh, no, no, no. I I recently watched some movies that I've been oh, wanting okay. to get to. So okay. At home. Um. Yeah, I really liked it too. Um, I would say that I think it's my favorite movie of the year so far. He did say that on. Yeah. Uh, I was on Genre Geeks, and then Ryan sent a clip. Which, when that episode comes out, Ryan, because it didn't come out yet. Not yet. I've been uh, waiting. waiting <laughs> I want you it. to hear when that gets played because you're gonna be like, Joel, what the hell, man? That's gonna be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I have I have my running list that I do every year um, for like I rank the movies as I see them and like which one's my favorite. Um, I have, I think there's like five standout movies for me so far this year, and I haven't seen everything. Like I haven't seen Air, I haven't seen Bo, I haven't seen a couple of things that are out right now. Um, but I think. Well, don't worry, I, Cameron's seen Bo is afraid enough for all of us. <laughs> we don't gotta talk about that. I've seen um, twice so far. But uh, 
Is it only twice? I thought it was three. No, no. God, that would did, be. Did insane. Letterbox mess up? Yeah, Letterbox had three. Letterbox shows for you. three. Oh, I think so. I meant to. I meant to just edit my review. Uh, it shows you to watch it, and then it shows two rewatches. Yeah, no, yeah. I've only seen it twice. Okay. Uh, I say I, only seen it twice. I've only I only <laughs> wanted to see it once, um, but I ended up seeing it another time because Ari Aster, after I'd already seen it, announced that they were doing a Q and A oh, at the Burbank. That, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I'm a big fan of his. I want to go and see that. Um, so I've, that was cool to yeah, see him. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good reason to go. Um, I've seen 14 new releases this year. I think there's five standouts that I've enjoyed a lot, and Mario's my favorite. It's also Creed Three, D and D, Scream, and Megan. Those are like the five movies that I've seen oh, so Megan's far so this good. year. I love Megan. Where I was like, I thoroughly enjoyed everything that that movie was. Um, one of which, uh, one of which that I saw that we haven't talked about yet that might get touched on a little later. Um, Big tease. I have something real quick before. Uh, oh, I want to know Cameron's yeah. opinion on Mario. No, I, said, I, I had it. said I liked it. Um, oh, I was okay. just going to say, like, the, the visuals were really good and the score's really yeah. good, but I don't want to say too much because I'm going to toss it over. I'm This next genre geeks episode that'll be coming out, yeah. we discussed Mario, will, so. I will say the biggest, like, the thing that people most leery of going into the film was the voice acting, and overall, it didn't really bother me that much. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times where it's like, okay, yeah, this is Chris Pratt, but, like, as a whole, everyone I didn't even think it. Chris Pratt was the worst offender in the movie. In no, it was easily Seth Rogen. It was yeah, Fred easily. Armisen and Seth no, Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen. <laughs> but Seth, Seth Rogen gave an interview uh, a couple weeks ago where he was like, yo, if you, if you hire me to be a voice actor, just so you know, I'm just going to do my own voice. I'm not gonna, just not going to do anything other than that. And I was like, wow. Okay, he's just like, he's just going yeah, to come out and say the, that. The Seth Rogen laugh on Donkey Kong was oh the my strangest God. thing I, ever. Uh, I, can, I can picture the scene when they're doing it, the shot, and I was like, Jesus. Yeah, Christ. like you get his little <laughs> mouth animated. <laughs> yeah, that was but I thought, uh, I thought Chris Pratt was really good as Mario. I, and I, I, yeah. Dude, when they, did the, when they did the actual Mario voices at the, the very beginning, yeah. I was like, no way are they about to commit to this the entire time. That would have been hilarious like, if it was all just a ruse. That's what I was dad. thinking. I was like, he just pranks yeah. everyone, and he's like, surprise, I'm actually doing this voice the whole time. I yeah. kind of liked how the, how he did it. I thought um, yeah, I thought it added good levity. Because the like we, I, we're not going to touch the movie, but the way that the movie is structured and how they tell the story, it totally makes sense the direction yeah. that he went in with it. Absolutely. My favorite part was the movie flying by. <laughs> yeah, it was a quick was watch. So fast. It was quick. But um, a lot happened. It was too fast, yeah. in my opinion. I it wish was it was very I, fast. I wish I that could have watched. More... That would be my one complaint. I, is that, that I could have watched another thirty small. minutes. Yeah, there should have been at least that. another ten to ten minutes. Uh, I would have like. When do we 20. think? When do we think uh, the sequel's coming? Do we think it's like three years away? Because animated movies usually take a while. Or yeah, Or Do you probably. think they'll kind of churn one out faster? No, I I think I, don't I know, know they'll have D. I know DK's <clears> coming in between. I know that. So I think. Illumination would want to fast track this, but this is also this is also Nintendo, and yeah. Nintendo is very very cautious about Protective. their IP. Yeah. Um, so you know, and we don't need then we don't need their next movie to be Mario. Their next movie can be Zelda or Metroid. Yeah, or I have Kirby. opinions about a Zelda movie, but you know that's that's that. Um, I loved Mario. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I, I I think it's my second favorite of the year so far. Um, with my first being Air. I, Air yeah, was so I, good. Air was really good. Did you see it? really good. Yeah. I haven't gone yet. I will go early this week. Go see it. Um, yeah, Air was done really well. Yeah. I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. That movie is really funny. 
Yeah, there, it was just like it was such an enjoyable movie. Like yeah. it was, it was like if you had to make a movie for me, like this was like it because it's like it's kind of like historical. It's it was well done. It was creative in the way yeah. that it told the story, and it was just fun. Like you had a good time watching. It, it was also, I think, another thing I enjoyed about it is that it was high stakes, but it wasn't stressful. Yeah, it was you know? never stressful. Um, you know, which especially, uh, have you guys been watching the TV show Beef? Uh, I'm going to start it this week. Okay, yeah, start that soon. show is so stressful. It is ridiculously stressful. Uh, obviously, Boa's I've been watching Jury Duty, though. Is a very st- oh, I haven't seen that yet. I've heard it's really great. Which, th- which thing? Jury, Jury Duty? Duty. Oh, I've heard that's incredible. God, there's it's so, so much so TV fun. to watch. I can't wait to watch that. I saw, I saw a video of James Marsden uh, in it, and I didn't know. Like, it wasn't shown that it was, like, part of a TV show. It was just yeah, the, yeah. like... Uh, I'm a relatively known actor, and the guy's like, I, saw I don't know yeah. who you are, and I didn't know that was so part of that. <laughs> dude, it was 100% marketing got me. Like, I kept mm-hmm. just seeing ads on TikTok, Same. and finally I was like, I'm just going to watch this because it seems like my alley, and it's, it's, did, it's did Are they doing weekly releases? They So they released the first four episodes, and okay. then last week they released two more, mm-hmm. and I think there's two more after that that are coming this oh, week. So it's all almost out. Okay. Are there, ce- yeah, is yeah. It, are there celebrities in every week, or is it just so? A- okay, so... This isn't like a spoiler, but just clarification because I was confused. It's one it's long one trial thing. Yeah, oh, it's one trial. yeah okay. so it's not like every episode's different. The yeah. way I describe it to people is like you you going into it, you think it's gonna be more like a prank show, but it, what it really is like I think a better way to describe it is imagine taking a show like The Office or Parks and Rec or whatever, right? You're filming this TV show, but you just put a normal person in there that doesn't know it's a TV <laughs> it's show. It's such a great Because, premise. like, all the other characters have, like, storylines and stuff, but then there's just this guy that's in mm-hmm. there. It's like a <laughs> Nathan so, Fielder. Yeah, uh, 100%. Thing. Oh, you know what I was really upset about is Nathan. So Ari Aster did a Q&A the day before uh, in mm-hmm. Centri- at the Century City um, one, and Nathan Fielder was the moderator for that one. That's really Damn. funny. And then Damn. we had Rachel Sonoy. She was in Bodies, 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 uh, and like Shiva. She's baby. cool. Oh yeah, Ryan. She's great. But I like her in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. She was not a good moderator. Oh, it was okay. really unfortunate. <laughs> she talked more than Ari did, which was not the way you should do a Q and A. No, I, that's true. Don't even get Don't even get me started on that. Um, guys, either of you have anything else? If not, we'll no. take a quick break here. Yeah, we can jump. We can jump. <laughs> we can jump. Wahoo! <laughs> All right, folks. We'll be right back after a quick break. This episode of the I'd Like a Refund podcast is brought to you by Popple, the number one selling digital business card. Now, as we all know, so much of our personal and professional lives these days exists online. So being able to share that information as quickly and efficiently as possible is key. And with Popple, it couldn't be easier. So like with a quick tap of your Popple device, so for instance, I have a Popple card, all of your contact info is instantly shared to whoever you're connecting with. So you just kind of tap it against their phone and it shares your customizable homepage that has links to your social media, websites, portfolios, and one of my favorites, even payment apps. So let's say I just went and got a burrito with my friends. I paid for everybody. I'm like, hey, you got to pay me for that burrito. I tap my card. All my links come up. They can click right there on my Venmo, and they can share me that burrito money. So if you're interested in grabbing yourself a Popple, which I highly recommend because these things are freaking great, whether you're using it for personal use, professional use, 
Use our code of ILAR20 for 20% off of your Poplar orders. That's I-L-A-R, all caps, 20 for 20% off your Poplar order. Or go to our bio. We've got a link in our bio. You'll see a little Popple thing in our link tree. That'll take you right to the page. Thank you again, Popple. And now back to the show. All right, we're back, folks. And I know that you've been looking forward to us getting back to another refund. Really quick before we touch on that. If you haven't already, be sure to check out our episode about the first round of the bracket. Um, this year's Bracket Bonanza Directors has kicked off, mm. um, so go take a listen to hear the results of that first round. If you didn't get your brackets in in time, um, you're not eligible for the competition, but feel free to kind of fill one out and just kind of see how you do for the rest of the competition. But some tough matchups that first round, and we had a good time, so I'm looking forward to see where that goes. But that said, Ryan... Ooh. Let's get going here with another round of refunds. You're going to go and kick this one off for us. Why don't you take it away? So, um, fun fact to get us started. Uh, Love it. Last last episode when we decided to do the entire bracket for the episode, mm-hmm. I had either forgotten or just never heard it to begin with. So I did some legwork in preparation for doing this episode, but I thought I was doing it last week. Mm. Um because I gave myself a little homework assignment to make sure that I was as fully prepared for this topic as possible. Because I don't want anybody to to come in here and be like, well, he didn't he didn't see this, so how can he fairly judge it? Mm. Um, so what I did about a week or so ago is I, in the fr- I believe, the first of the three of us to take the plunge that is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Okay. Um, I decided to go on a day that I... I had most of my work done early. I didn't have a gig that day, so I decided to go. And it was, I think it was day of the recording, I'm pretty sure. Huh. Um, so, of the bracket. Yeah, of the bracket episode. Because I thought, I thought that that was just going to be part of the episode. I'm glad it wasn't because we ended up still doing two hours, but um, or just about. Um, but I went and saw Shazam! Fear of the Guts. Um, and I am going to touch on something today that I think it's something that we have talked about in abundance um but i think it's i think it deserves its own dedicated segment on one of our episodes on our new format of the show i am of course talking about a refund on the dceu now look there's a lot of history involved here it's in a in a fact that might surprise some people um this june the dceu will have officially been around for 10 years because uh, June 2023 is when Man of Steel came out. 2013. 2013. 2013. That's, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. 20, 2013, we're in. He's now a time traveler. Yeah. Um, yeah, James Gunn just calls the new Superman Man of Steel. Um, it'd be, it'd be well, not creative of him, but Zaslav might push for that. Uh, anyway, I don't want this to, I don't want it's just this steel. to be. Yeah, it's just steel. Yeah. <laughs> not. <laughs> I really want to try my best to not have this be a just dragging WB segment because I really don't want to do that. Like we've done that enough um, with what they've done, and, and you know, to be perfectly honest, like as much like fun as it is to make fun of them for some of the decisions they've made, WB is important to this show's history. So I don't really want to just drag them apart. However, I think it is important to acknowledge the misfires that are the DCEU. Um, So I have a couple of elements that I want to talk about here, and I'm going to do my best to not drag this along and bring you guys into the conversation, but I think these are important touch points. 
Um, so my first thing with the DCEU is just the sheer confusion that comes with what they're doing. I know we were all pretty excited when Gunn took over Gunn and Saffron because it felt like somebody was finally steering the ship. Like, like no, we don't like it to call someone the Kevin Feige of something is hard to do when they like are just getting started. So like, but it is, it is a similar sense. And like, there's people that you look to for this, that is like these, this is the guy, or these are the guys, or these are the people that are, are creatively behind everything that's going on here. Mm. Um, and I think it's something that we've all wanted, like, cause we've always wanted someone to take the reins on this and, uh, and uh, really just drive this home. So one thing I will say is that I am not going to use the gun and saffron elements as part of my refund aspect because nothing that has come out so far, quite frankly, from a like a head of studio standpoint, has anything to do with them. Like this is all, anything that's come out so far and anything that's come out this year was already in the can, ready to go before they even got announced. So I don't think it's fair to judge them on this, so I'm not going to. Um, and if I do feel free to call me on it, but I really don't want, I'm, this is, I want them to get like a clean slate and, but I will touch on one thing with them with that right now is that the confusion element is that I don't really know if their plans with some of these characters and franchises are going to continue or not. I think that's an issue that I have. This is really my biggest issue with the DCU as a whole is that. There's no, it doesn't seem to, doesn't seem like anyone really knows like where we're going with some of this. Cause you hear like, obviously, you know, Gal shows like there's enough time has passed. If you haven't seen Shazam Fury of the Gods, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil something for you. Hell, they spoiled it in their marketing. So I don't really feel that bad. Um, Gal Gadot, uh, she's in Shazam Fury of the Gods and what was clearly her coming in filming on a green screen and they're just, them just putting her in the scene, um, at the end there, um, we don't know if this is her last appearance. It's heavily rumored, but we don't know. Uh, we know that Aquaman is coming. Uh, what is that one called? The Lost Kingdom or something like that. Um, is it? No, that's. I think so. <laughs> um, I have. I have it. Yeah, Aquaman. The and the Lost Kingdom. Yeah. So that's coming in December. Momoa's already said like, oh yeah, no, we already have plans to make another one. And I know like that's just speak, but I have to take what they're saying on as face value because until told otherwise this is just what I'm left what I'm left and what the general public is left to think obviously flash there's so much craziness around that film out and we haven't seen it yet I know they're saying like it's going to be fantastic and maybe it is but there's just so much confusion around that one too it's like well what's going to happen with Ezra are you going to reboot from that movie because anyone that knows anything about the Flashpoint storyline knows that it's very easy to turn that into a soft reboot if they wanted to. Um, so there's a lot going on there. But then you couple that with some recent announcements that we've gotten from Superman, the new Superman that Gunn's doing. And like the rumors are like he's going to be like in his mid 20s. It's going to be like a young Superman. He's going to be kind of folding himself like into the role as opposed to like entering into the craziness that is the current DCEU, which I think is the right move. I think. Starting fresh with Superman is the right call. But the issue that I have, and I know I'm rambling a little bit, but it kind of just really, this is just how much it confuses me that I just feel like there's so many talking points to have on this. Um, I think they need to just flat out get to the point of telling us that like this Superman movie is the, the fresh restart of things. And I know that 
you know, I know either you guys or someone's gonna ask, well, what about like, what about the Batman? What about Peacemaker? What about Gun Suicide Squad movie? And those are all important questions to ask because we don't know what's gonna stick around and what's not. And I think that's gonna cause a lot of issues for people, and it's causing issues for me. So and like, like I have statistics about why this franchise needs to just kind of be dead, like as like a as what it as the 10 years would tell it to be it just kind of needs to end because as an overall thing it's not successful it wasn't successful it honestly just disappointed left and right it's going out with its tail between its legs with uh with shazam and black adam and wonder woman 1984 and the unfortunate aspect of the financials for suicide squad i know there's other factors involved with that we all like that movie a lot it's probably the best one we've seen from them in a long time and maybe for some of us the best one we've seen from them but this this franchise just fe- it, it's it reminds me similarly to like fantastic beasts like fantastic beasts they're progressively doing worse financially critically people aren't into it and they decided to kill it allegedly and they're rebooting harry potter now because of it they're like we don't we need to go back to the drawing board and try something new as much as I might have a few outlying issues with that, I think it's the right move for a franchise that needs a reset. And I think DC is no one is in line more for a reset than DC because you have one of the most popular IPs in all of entertainment industry on many different facets, not just film. And you you botched it. Like to be perfectly honest, you botched it. I don't think anyone could argue against that. Whether we like some films or not, the entity as a whole has been botched. And you know, I think part of me is just like, let's ride out this wave in 2023 and let's move on in 2025 when Superman comes out. But with some of the speak that we're getting, I, I just feel like some of the lingering elements of this are going to stick around for the future stuff. And I just think that's a mistake. Um, I really don't. I really think it's a bad idea. And this is kind of where I want to get you guys to come on in because I have other things to talk about. But we I just I really think that they're making an error by not like fully just accepting that we need to start over. So with that said, um, thank you for letting me have the soapbox to start this. Let's really get into this. Um, Cameron, let me say something really quick yeah, because course. I feel like you you probably have a lot, especially still you know, being employed there. <clears throat> but I, I can kind of sum up the majority of my thoughts into one kind of solid point. And I've said – I just had this conversation with someone the other day. To me, the problem with DC is post-Marvel really taking off – it seems like they didn't really know what to do, right? They didn't really know what they wanted their voice to be. Which is funny because they kind of happened around the same time. I would say, like, Marvel's, like, real taking off point was the first Avengers movie. Right. Which was less than a year, or no, just about a year a later. Year pro- yeah, just about a year later, Man of Steel came out. Exactly. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is here is, like, when you watch the Marvel movies, okay, they've kind of created this... And not all of them, obviously, but they've kind of created this world where visually it's a little brighter, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the tones of the films themselves, not necessarily bright, but a lot more light, not really like heavy. You deal with some heavy themes. The characters go through a lot of trauma and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you still kind of have this humor that Marvel did such a good job of like integrating to all of their films, no matter what it is the characters are going through. It's more, okay? more so back then, of course, than maybe they yes, are now. Yes, a little as we got closer to like Endgame and things like that. Obviously, the movies got quite a bit darker. Yeah. Um, but DC, to me, and and the characters of DC, 
it feels like those characters should live in a much darker world. And what I always point to is imagine a DC universe built around Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, right? If you had a DC universe... I bet Warner Brothers wishes that that's what they would have done too. (laughs) If you had a DC universe sort of built in that feel, then I think DC is a bit more successful because they're not... They're not trying to be what Marvel is. And I know that a lot of people say that they're so much different than Marvel, which they are because their movies aren't good. But it feels like that stems from them trying too hard to sort of match what Marvel was doing. You look at a character like Barry, and it's like, he's just this kind of slapstick, like, what is this humor? Let me land on Wonder Woman's boobs type stuff. Like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, where is this coming from? You know what Josh, I mean? Like, Joss Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's a Joss Whedon. You know, but I mean, even you look as far back as like, Batman 89 and like that's a darker <clears throat> film very much so while still having you know much more kind of comedic elements but look at our, our recent films right the Batman or Joker I know Cameron you're not the biggest fan of Joker and I kind of mixed feelings on the Batman as well <clears throat> but like both of those films to me feel like where it's where the DC universe should be which and is which you, is funny because those are the two movies that aren't really a part of this expanded universe exactly, that they're doing exactly and they're I like this I, how do I wear this? I don't hate this idea of them doing like, hey, we're going to have our cinematic universe, but then there's also going to be these sort of like outstanding films where it's like, oh, these, you know, sort of auteur filmmakers are going to take these, you know, DC characters and do their thing and make this more like artistic version of a Batman film as opposed to what you're going to see in the DCEU. I don't mind that because I like, you can give me six Batman movies a year. And I'll go see all of them because they're all going to be different and I'm going to probably like something about each one of them, right? But that said, those are the ones that should be in the universe. Like, I watch those ones. It's like, well, if this was just the one that we got in this extended universe, like, everything else around it is going to feed off of that and it's going to be better because now everyone has to kind of stick to these rules that this movie laid out, right? And like you said, let's say we start over with Superman, right? I think if they start from the beginning and give us this, I don't want to say dark and super gritty Superman movie because Superman... He's not that kind of character. Yeah, his character doesn't necessarily lend himself to that, but it can be a bit more grounded. I think Man of Steel tried to do that and it just didn't hit. You guys know I personally don't like Man of Steel. Um, I think I like Batman versus Superman more than I like Man of Steel. Um, But I just think DC needs to realize... They are not Marvel, and they shouldn't be trying to do things like Marvel. Be your own thing. Don't be afraid to be dark and gritty, because when it comes to these comic book characters, we already have that sort of humorous lightheartedness over in, in, in Marvel. We're getting all that with with a lot of their stuff. And like you said, Ryan, the Morrison stuff has been a bit darker, but we're getting a lot of that over there. Not recently, but Do yeah. something different with DC. Take be your these own thing. characters... I, I don't know about you guys. I'm excited for The Flash. The trailers that they play it looks like, good. in the theater. I haven't like gone out of my way to watch a lot of stuff, but the ones that they show in the in the theater, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. And it's hard not to be excited when Keaton's coming back. But yeah. it looks like a step in the right direction. My concern is it's going to be that step in the right direction, and then the next steps are going to be just back to where they were. Yeah. Yeah, because so, we've had yeah. we've had positive steps within mm-hmm. this ten year frame, and we've fallen back. And like, right. I'll let Cameron talk before I really go into that. But like, there's a lot of elements behind that, and you can see it in the numbers. Yeah. Now, like, like I said, to, to really round it out, it's just for me, 
these characters should be a bit darker. I think this universe needs to kind of go that route. You know, I think, like I said, I think Nolan's trilogy is the best example. I think, you know, what we saw with the Batman is a little too dark for an entire universe. But if you mm-hmm. were to build a universe around like like Nolan's Batman trilogy, I think I think that's the kind of the sweet spot. But Cameron, I'm curious because I'm I'm sure you've got plenty of thoughts on this. Yeah, you know, the DC EU is like it's such a the the thing that's the thing that's rough about it is that it's just so much missed potential um mm-hmm. and like at the end of the day <clears throat> it comes down to the fact that since Warner Brothers tried to do the DCEU they have had so many change uh leadership changes and yep. they've <clears throat> no one has a clue what they want to do with it and you know <clears throat> i you, ryan you, you we started off this conversation you said man of steel came out 10 years ago and yep. <clears throat> after after we did the candlelight thing i was actually curious about man of steel so i went and looked it up and saw that it came out in 2013 and i had the same thing i was like i was i remember you know i was in high school i you know my youth pastor uh, was really excited about seeing that movie. And so I remember, you know, we saw it at different times. We talked about it. And, like, this was supposed to be the big thing that kicked off, you know, the superheroes again for, um, you know, the DC superheroes. And, you know, you had Zack Snyder who, um, you know, Christopher Nolan, you know, helped work, uh, you know, worked on it. I think he was an EP. Maybe he was a producer. Um, I think for the for the first two movies he was, yeah. Um and like this is something I was very excited about. Um, now, even back then, I was not super keen on Zack Snyder. Um, I know Christopher Nolan really respects Zack um, and thinks he's a great director. Um, so obviously, you know, Christopher Nolan knows way more than I do about this kind of thing. Um, just personally, my I, I there aren't any Zack Snyder films that I really love. Uh, I'm not a fan of his kind of slow motion uh techniques i don't i he doesn't he hasn't really it's only stories that i care about too much um and the man of steel was just another example of that um i think there are some things that you know were done right i really liked um you know the battle sequences in man of steel felt very heavy um and which you know there felt like there was weight behind the punches and especially you know when he goes and destroys all of metropolis uh, in the final battle like that's that's pretty cool um but you know just like the story is rough and you know batman versus superman the story is really rough and uh all over the place and you know we, we just get these movies that they're just not very good and i think along with them having no clue how they want i mean the, they introduced the Justice League in the lamest way you could introduce the Justice League oh, in that like movie. Security camera footage? Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah. There's absolutely no hype. Like, there's they, there's no hype. I have never understood the hype for the DCEU because they, have, they haven't they have made a movie that's good. Mm. You know? 
you guys were talking about the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad is easily the best DCEU yeah. movie easily. Uh, out there. Um, I really liked Birds of Prey as well. Ryan, I know you weren't a fan of that one. Um, <laughs> you do this every time. <laughs> um, you know, I think that movie there are great. There are some that I like, yeah. Um, I think that movie was very much elevated by the performances in it. Um, I I did like, you know, Harley Quinn is such a fantastic, or uh, Margot Robbie is such a fantastic Harley Quinn. Um, she carries. Oh, she carries both so of those. She she carries every movie. She's Ewan in McGregor's film. McGregor's really fantastic in that film as well. Um, and then I, I like the direction and some of the fight sequences in that movie were really cool. Um, but all of these other, you know, even I know Wonder Woman is the one that's really held uh, with high esteem. And I think the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Joel, you you kind of touched on this, but like. I think what Marvel, DC, if they wanted to separate themselves from Marvel, Marvel went this kind of fantastical way, right? Especially you're dealing with, um, you know, and obviously DC does this as well, uh, but you're dealing, you know, with Thanos, who's like this eternal creature or whatever, you know, this god. or uh, And so that's the way that Marvel went. I think if DC wanted to really... Um, really flourish and differentiate themselves they had to go the more realistic route the route that we saw with the dark knight uh the route that we saw with um you know okay even joker obviously i'm not you know i'm not a fan of that movie but at least like i feel like that's the right route uh they were going um but there was just such a lack of there's just such a lack of identity with all of those no visions, you know, and that was the thing with Wonder Woman too, is that like it started off pretty good, and then you get into that final act. And it's, sorry, I, I, I'm this is a bit Wonder Woman like two as well, or you mean like the second? Uh, no, like Wonder Woman as well. Um, okay. And, yeah, like you know the first the first couple acts are are good, and then you get to that final act, and you know Ares, and you know you easily get, the weakest, uh, part and you just get like this like yeah. CGI battle, and it's like. That's when they, they could have gritty war, yeah, a gritty war. Yeah, turned exactly. Like a, That's yeah. when they could have really Super differentiated horrible. and like themselves. And like I, I, DC movies, superhero movies all deal with that. But I feel like DC movies, um, the battle sequences are honestly some of the worst parts of them. Like Shazam, mm-hmm. I, I think the first Shazam movie is really great until you get to that final I battle, like it too. and it's just it just turns into a slog. Um, I'll tell you. I, I, I tell you what. Just well, real quick. They're in the air half going. the time. Um, well, I'll, I'll just re- say real quick. Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I anticipate you guys aren't going to see no, it anytime I soon. No, I do not care. Um, if at all. Um, anything that you didn't like about the first Shazam, it's just in this one too. Um, yeah, and that's why I figured from the trailer. It literally just looked like mm. it was going to be a lot of battle sequences. Um, the same yeah. thing with Black Adam. I actually liked the first. I thought the first forty-five minutes of Black Adam were really great. Uh, surprise! I, I was surprised by it because um, I had you know heard read, you know read that it wasn't getting that great of reviews, and so that's at first those first forty-five minutes. The introduction of Black Adam in that cave where they're all shooting at him, he's just like killing. That was dope. Uh, and then and then it turned into you know the, the whole battle. It's just like this really extended battle sequence that was not interesting to look at at all um except for the dr fate uh fight. That, great. that was cool yeah um but yeah it just turned it black into adam black adam unfortunately for most of his movie black adam was like one of the least interesting characters in the movie uh, yeah it's just i mean the rock the way he played him was so boring uh <laughs> you mean he played him like he played himself yeah. um yeah. but yeah again i you know 
I feel again. You you kind of talked about this. I feel bad talking about um, these movies. It's like kicking a horse while it's down. Um, yeah, exactly. That's why, like, I kind of feel like like I just want to get it out, like, just have the conversation and just get on. But with it. you know, another thing in the in you might have mentioned this. I might have missed it. Um, but like the whole they they've re- they've set up their films for like. Even if Shazam was really good, they set it up for failure. Um, yes, and because everything, co- everything, everything coming out coming this year out, is set yeah. up for failure. Um, I think the only one that's not set up for failure. I mean, even even you know a little bit is Flash, uh, because they because, said, and, and yeah, you know, they really they they put a lot into that. They one. said Flash is going to be like the restarting point in, of DCEU, and we'll see. But then they have Aquaman coming out right after that. Aquaman, Blue, Aquaman, and Blue Beetle Blue come Beatles out after the out Flash. After that. It's just also. It's just also confusing, and yeah. they haven't really done anything to to clear it up. Clear it up, and this is like this is an issue that they had before, right? This is like the massive. Mm. This is the biggest issue that the DCEU has had with Marvel. You know, say what you will about how many movies that they're doing nowadays. They still every couple of years bring out a roadmap. And they say, "Hey, yes. this is what these are the movies that we're doing. You're going to see them, and we know whether what you, to expect. Whether you, right? Whether you like the direction or not, there is a direction. Yeah, That's, yes. And you know, when this year we got the you know James Gunn came out and he said, "Hey, this is what we're doing," and obviously I understand why they're not you know putting out a roadmap this early. Uh, for mm-hmm. those projects, they, they have to they have to get through this <clears throat> year before they fully yeah. dive into. Everything. But like, it would be, it would be really nice to, even just like from marketing's sake, to just know what exactly is going on with these releases. And I, you know, I feel bad for David uh, Sandberg. Um, yes, <clears throat> it'll be very interesting to see once he starts talking about what happened behind the scenes of uh the second Shazam movie because it sound the his tweets and the way he's talked mm. about this movie seems like he has absolutely hated 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 working parts of working on it obviously not everything about it but like the way that you know he's been i mean this is a guy who guys start in horror movies and now he just got mm-hmm. shoehorned in this big cgi fest and no support from the studio with the release and i, I think that this like i i know like <clears throat> this might be like a triggering thing potentially this has a lot of david air suicide squad around it it has a lot where it's like the director's already and like this isn't in, in the sense of like Sandberg's like trying to make excuses so he's not at fault like kind of that Air kind of did. Um, it's more just like in the sense of the director's already the movie's still out in theaters and the director's already coming out. And well, like he's showing his frustrations for the from the process, and, this, and that's kind of what happened when Suicide. It's Squad the came same out. issue with that. All the movies that are coming out right now is that um, you know Shazam was probably right in the middle of development and maybe starting a little bit of production when um you know the AT&T worked on it Discovery worked on mm-hmm. it they probably wanted a very different thing they probably were looking Most for likely, something yeah. very different and that's got to be yeah. super frustrating because you know when you're making these superhero movies and you especially with oh goodness I don't know the name of the um, the Marvel uh exec who just got fired and has been talking about Ike Perlmutter. Yeah, it's like like you know 
there's some stuff she was saying where it's like directors these directors don't direct the movies. Oh, Victoria Alonso. Okay. Yeah, they're like, You're talking about Victoria Alonso. Like, directors don't direct these movies, we do. Um Yeah. It's gonna be I, I feel like that's probably a case for these big you know, for both studios. Um Yeah. And I think so. Um because they and it and it's exa- it makes sense because the products we've been getting recently are very much corporate products and not from art they don't feel like they're from artists. They feel like they're from businesses. Um, yeah, I would agree. So, that is um, my take. I want to. Yeah, I mean, I have some more to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to. There's, there's two things that we touched on that I think kind of meld together to help me make a point into the next thing I want to talk about. One is direction, and the other is the Marvel comparison. Let's go to alternate reality real quick. Let's go to 2008. So 2008. Our first, let's say this was our first entrant into the MCU. We have Captain America, the first Avenger. Very first movie. Three years later, Captain America Civil War comes out. A couple months later, the Guardians of the Galaxy come out. A, couple, a year later, Captain Marvel comes out. A couple months later, the Avengers comes out. A year later, Black Panther comes out. Half a year later, Thor comes out. Ha- a year later... Gamora and the female guardians comes out Christmas 2020 Captain Marvel 2 comes out August 2021 the guardians of the galaxy but a little different comes out October 2022 Loki comes out and then March 2023 Thor 2 comes out if that was the direction that Marvel had taken with when they started We'd be having similar conversations about them because what you're not leading up to anything with what you're doing. And this is like Joel kind of touched on it. What this looks like in in the terms of I describe it as a speed run. They're speed running try the catch up because it's like we are we're getting left in the dust. We have to get to the the big stuff right away to compete with them. So that's why, to go back into our reality, Man of Steel was the first movie. Great starting point. Whether you like the movie or not, starting with Superman is the right move. It completely makes sense. It's either him or Batman. I think Superman was the perfect choice. You, They went three years before the next entrant, and they jumped right into Batman versus Superman. If you, could, if you asked me what was the moment when you knew that this was kind of not going to go well... You had Batman and Superman, arguably the two biggest comic book heroes in the world. The only other contender is Spider-Man. That didn't even gross a billion dollars at the box office. Like, that's just unbelievable. And you'd think, like, well, why did that happen, Ryan? What was the issue with that? Because it's because they wasn't built to anything. It just kind of happened. Like, they did it because they didn't know what else to do. They did it because, for whatever reason, nothing was coming out in those three years in between and uh, i just they had no direction whereas we talked about marvel having direction the biggest issue from this franchise is none of it if you look at everything in the list of when it came out and you place them around it doesn't make sense for a shared universe if you told me that these were their own their own films and they weren't all in the universe together 
I wouldn't care. I wouldn't judge it as a shared universe. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the DCEU. It would just be a DC movie, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like when Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, and X-Men were all coming out separately. They mm-hmm. weren't shared movies. So they You treated them as their own. Some were good, some were bad. You didn't worry about it. But if you're going to do the shared universe, the plan or lack of plan is showing based on what they're releasing because there's certain characters that they really sidelined. There's other ones that they pushed ahead. And they really just didn't build they they didn't build that universe that Marvel did. Marvel, when they got to Avengers, five movies came out, and four of the main characters of the Avengers movie already had movies. All sit all what the nine like I think the nine highest billed actors in Avengers we had seen all of them already in another film. All of them. There was there was structure around that. They threaded the needle with all these characters. And I hate comparing it, but you have to compare it because it's their direct competitor, unfortunately. Whether James Gunn wants to admit it or not, they are direct competitors of each other. And I think, yeah, I think he is right that if both were good, it only helps the industry. But right now, I mean, you could argue that right now neither of them are doing all that well. And that's a whole other conversation that we could have. Uh, but as a like at least with marvel like when they if they put out something that a lot of people don't like it's most people you're gonna be like well you're gonna see the next thing they're like oh yeah of course of course mm-hmm. i'm gonna go see that and the difference that's the difference now it's like well it's sh- like black adam came out and you're like are you gonna go see shazam it's like no i don't think so i don't really want to <laughs> see that you're gonna go see blue beetle eh, i don't think so you're gonna see flash yeah but only because keaton's in it that's really the only reason i want to go you're gonna see aquaman there's another aquaman coming out that's the conversation you're gonna have like it's just different. The vibe is so different between the two, and it's sad because it really shouldn't be. Just imagine if they played this. Like, you guys might disagree, and I don't even know if what I'm gonna say is how I truly feel. Does it, would a slow burn have helped this better? Like, would it have if they had done the Marvel route in terms of how they release things? Are we sitting in a better spot, or was this just doomed to fail from the beginning? Well, I was going to ask you guys. I want to. I want to pose a question that I think can kind of lead into my answer to that question. Does sure. the DCEU have to exist? No, like, absolutely not. Like no. up until post Marvel, you know, post Avengers, we didn't have these shared universes, right? It was no. just like you said. The movie came out. It was its own thing. Some were good. Some were bad. But it didn't matter. One being bad didn't have any sort of effect on the other one, right? But right. now, right now, where DC's at, it's just they're stumbling, and each movie seems to get worse and worse, or it's just not even necessarily worse and worse, but it's like, okay, well, this one was bad, but maybe they'll pick it up with the next one, and then they don't. It's like, okay, well, they can't do three bad ones in a row, and then they do. Then they and do, it's just yeah. like, now you start going to the movie with just this weight on your shoulders of, this isn't going to be good. You know, and when it is good, cool, it surprises you. But then when it's just as you expected, it's almost more disappointing because it's like, why do I keep hoping for something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas if the DCEU didn't exist, they just released, hey, here's a new Batman movie. Here's a new Superman movie. And they were kind of their own thing, right? I don't want to keep taking it back to this, but let's say, let's go back to the Dark Knight trilogy, right? If while the Dark Knight trilogy was coming out, there were also Superman films that were coming out, but they weren't yeah. a shared universe. They were just their own things, right? Mm-hmm. It's this litmus test of, okay, people are really responding to this Batman, and they're really responding to this Superman. Now let's go ahead. Let's meld them together. And how can we bring these two together, right? Yeah. But instead, they're going, okay, we're starting this whole universe with this, 
and we know this person's going to be this person, this person's mm-hmm. going to play this person, and they're eventually all going to meet together. There's no trial run. We're not getting the chance to right. see if audiences like these people as these characters, or if these characters are even people that are these characters are even characters people want to see on screen, because they're already committed to two more movies and a Justice League film. Yeah, you know, so it's like at this point it's too late. So to bring this back to an answer of your question, I think a slow burn is the right route because yeah. again, it gives audiences the chance to either one grow more fond of these characters without them. Like half the justice league, the first time we experience them is in the justice league film. It's the first time we met them. Yeah. It's like, this sucks. You know, like I would, yeah. I'd probably like, I don't know. Anyth- I don't know better. anything about you. I don't know yeah. anything about you characters. I don't I'd care. I love but... cyborg a lot more. If I got an actual movie about him as we never saw him like, shoving him under yeah. the rug, yeah. you know, we never saw him again. <laughs> never saw him again. I just, or uh Zack Snyder's justice league. I'm so thankful that they like fixed cyborg. You know, like Yeah. It, they it made him an so, actual character. Yeah. And it's like it's so frustrating because it's like you see that and it's like, man, they, he would have yeah. it would have been great for him to have but his it, own. But movie. it shouldn't it shouldn't have taken a four and a half hour director's cut to be able to tell me about these characters. Correct. Um same thing with Barry, right? Now he's getting his own film, sure. But a film prior to Justice League where I can get a vibe of okay, he's this young kid kind of humorous he has a good time okay i know to expect that in this justice league movie that's what this character is going to be instead of going into the movie and it's like oh my god like slow down bro like you know literally yeah i was saying you know but yeah i i think they just they really kind of screwed themselves by just they committed too soon they were being very reactive to what marvel was doing and they were just all in from the get-go. This is who we're running with. These are the characters, and this is how it's going to go. And when it started falling apart, they couldn't do anything because they were they were too far too far in. Yeah, like imagine if uh, if Iron Man comes out and it gets like tepid responses, mm-hmm. like Man of Steel did. And then let's say Hulk comes out and it bombs. And then Iron Man two comes out, people aren't very receptive. Thor comes out, it bombs. You pull the plug. Yeah, like you're just like we're not, we're out. Like ignore the post credit scene. Plenty of other films have done it where the post credit scene doesn't lead to anything. We're tapping. This isn't working. Let's start over. And WB box themselves in a corner with these. Like they mm-hmm. they could because they if you had done Man of Steel and a bat like even if it wasn't Bale's Batman, but you did a new Batman and you did Flash and you did Wonder Woman right. and you did uh, Green Lantern or whoever it was and like. Oh, like we're getting tepid responses from these. This isn't working. Let's pull the plug, take some time off, and reset things. That's what would have been better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, Cameron, what do you think about uh, about what Joel was saying? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it, DC managed a way to take an incredibly beloved um, IP and yes. create zero hype out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean... Which is in, which is honestly incredible. Yeah, and this is going with Joel was saying. I mean, like, it, it is incredible how you could do this. Like, Marvel movies. When a new Marvel movie was coming out in the beginning, oh, man, people were so stoked. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they're coming out with Captain America. Oh, Thor? Uh, you know, oh, you know, even Guardians of the Galaxy, this is a movie that 
no one had really heard of these people. And I, you know, nope. I worked at a movie theater when Marvel was getting its start. Uh, so I was seeing all these people coming in, all these people really excited, uh, you know, seeing, you know, the lines that were, you know, happening for these films. Um, yeah. And even these movies, you know, that had these very not you know, these you know these characters that we didn't really know you know i mean really mm-hmm. anyone other than spider-man <laughs> you know it was kind of these... yeah it's like people were literally saying hell yeah we're getting an ant-man movie yeah. that's awesome and it's like what <laughs> and they and dc for some reason can't build up hype for a batman versus superman movie yeah i mean these these are these are well, the two biggest superheroes in mm-hmm. in the world, I mean, the Batman and Superman. I, I don't know about you guys. I feel like a lot of people when they think about superheroes, uh, before you know Marvel got popular, I feel like yeah. it was Spider Man, Batman, and Superman. Yes, that the three. That yes, those, those three. Would no one else. No one else is in the conversation. I would argue even still, it's just um, the three of them. And and like, you're telling me that no one's getting excited about those movies, and I do think it's I. I I do think it's the vision that Zack Snyder had is too dark. Um, like, lit- almost literally too dark. You can't really see things in his movies. Well, and- is that is that part of the issue here? Is that they kind of let Zack cook with a lot of this and let his film dictate where a lot of other things went? Um, yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's a valid, uh, you know, analysis to make because he did shape how the DCEU was supposed to look. And then, for sure. And then they realized they didn't like that look in the middle of filming justice league. So then they brought in mm-hmm. Joss Whedon and then messed up everything. Well, there, there were other circumstances. Well, as well yeah, around yeah, him yeah. But, justice league, but you course. know, they also, yeah, you know, so. they picked the problem with the, the Zack Snyder justice. And I don't want to disparage Zack Snyder, like as a director, I know there's things that maybe some of us like, and some of us don't like, I don't think what's happened here is fully his fault. I think the studio has a lot to, a lot to hang their hat on in terms of that. But he is, he is definitely credited for the creating the vision that truly just didn't work. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they went from two major extremes with justice league from Zack style to Joss's style and this isn't even to discuss like the behind the scenes stuff with Josh. I'm just talking strictly from his style of filmmaking. Those two styles couldn't be more different. Yeah. Like how I don't know how they thought that he You know what? Actually, I do know how they thought he was the right call cuz he's the one that did Avengers and they were like you've done the big superhero team up movie before. You can do it again, right? He couldn't and- and this is literally what we were talking about where it it felt like they were constantly just trying to chase marvel's success and they were Mm -hmm. it was the corporation it was the businessmen they're like okay let's do exactly what marvel did they brought in did so much Mm -hmm. so so they brought in the same director and they said okay do what you did for marvel but it doesn't work because no we don't you know we don't have these yeah yeah it's just so messy Another little note I want to bring up, and this this goes more into kind of what Cameron was saying about, you know, the inability to build up these hype for these movies and whatnot. I think DC does a pretty bad job with their licensing, you know, because look at look at Marvel, right? The early days. I can't speak now for the current Avengers game and, you know, the current Spider-Man games, Miles Morales and all this stuff. But, like, 
when the early Iron Man movies and stuff were coming out, there were Iron oh, Man yeah, video yeah. games and stuff like yeah, that, T- right? Yeah, like THQ is making all these. Yeah, and it's like this is the this is the Iron Man you're seeing on screen. You go right. to Disneyland, even before Avengers Campus and all this other stuff, you're seeing Spider-Man. You get to meet Captain America and whatnot. And these are the same, obviously not the actors, but you're getting to experience the same version of these characters that yes. you are seeing on screen. Whereas you look at DC, all the video games, all the like Injustice games and stuff like that, like these are completely different iterations of the characters that you're seeing on screen. You go to Six Flags or anything like that, or even the Warner Brothers world in Abu Dhabi, you're not mm-hmm. seeing Robert Pattinson Batman. You're not seeing, you know, Christian Bale Batman or even you know, Ben Affleck Batman. You're seeing some weird version of, like, 89 Batman or a comic version or maybe, you know, Batman the animated series, but, like, a, a walk-around character. It's like, I feel like there's no you're, there's no way to build hype around these characters because the only place you see them is on screen. Besides, like, toys and apparel and whatnot, there's, like, zero licensing of these characters to kind of get them out there, whether it be in video games or whether it be in, you know theme park experiences even look at stuff like the uh you know like what the void was doing like those characters were essentially the same character when they did the Mm. marvel one it's like these are the mar these are the avengers you're seeing on screen like it's the same thing but if dc was going to do something like that you're going to get some weird other version of batman and a wonder woman that's like you know a 25 year old white woman or something completely (laughs) different and cyborgs now like mexican it's like what's going on this is all different well, and part of that, like, the thing, like, this is a credit to DC, like, the comics brand more so than Marvel's. I would argue that DC's hero catalog is more iconic. Mm-hmm. But in this sense, it's a detriment, and I, this is what I mean by that. Marvel, with a, a like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, if, if I, like, went to someone who was familiar with these, I said, hey, picture Captain America for me. They're looking at Chris Evans' version. Mm-hmm. Picture Thor. It's Hemsworth. Picture Iron Man. It's Downey. If you ask, hey, picture Batman. There's like five different options at yeah. minimum, minimum. But the real thing behind that is like, if D, if DC's Batman failed, like let's you, like I don't, like, I don't think he's a failure. But let's use Affleck as an example here. Mm-hmm. If you don't resonate with Affleck's Batman, the resounding response is. Well, that's fine. I got like six other versions of Batman I can yeah, yeah. I can resonate with. I don't care about this one. Oh, there's a new one coming uh, out next month. Yeah, that kill <laughs> that kills the hype because mm-hmm. it's like, oh well, this version of Batman's not that good. I don't need to support this one. There's other ways I can get Batman content. Whereas, like, if you're like a massive Captain America fan, it's like this is like the only way I'm gonna get to see this character. I let's hope it's good. Let's go support it financially. Like, let, let's hope it's good. Like. And again, like that's not a like I. It's kind of like a double-edged sword for DC because like you're happy that a character like Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman are so iconic that like the character drives the like the character drives the performance, not the actor driving the performance. Um, but it's just an interesting like little tidbit off of what you said that I think plays a factor. It's like the casual fan doesn't at this point doesn't care if like this version of Batman or Superman or whoever is good because there's other options to work with yeah i think that just plays off of what you said um there's another thing that i want to touch on i know we gotta we gotta wrap this up pretty soon here um i just one thing i mentioned earlier is like the 
indecisiveness that's currently there in terms of what's staying and what's going in the future. Because, like, we know that Peacemaker Season 2 is coming, and that's, like, three years away, apparently, which is wild that you're going to go, like, five years in between television seasons. Like, okay. Um, we know that, like, Amanda Waller's getting her own thing. Um, and I mentioned earlier some of the other actors, their status going forward or in question. We know Affleck's done after Flash. We we're, we know Cavill's done. We assume that The Rock is done uh, with Black Adam after his 10-year crusade of getting that movie made. Um I would, at this point, I, th- I think it's probably a safe bet that the Shazam characters are probably done. Um, but my overall point here is I'm looking at like the financial standing and I have the Metacritic scores um, up on my screen. Cameron, you're the Metacritic yeah. guy and I wanted to use this to kind of like, because I feel like, you know, as much as, as much as I use RT as like a parameter because it's what most people do, I feel like Metacritic is the one it's where like... Better. The tr- yeah, in terms of what I want, what I'm trying to do here. Um, so, since you're the Metacritic guy, I want to ask you, what is considered a like a positive score on Metacritic? Um, so anything, anything above sixty is considered um, green, which is like the the I would say like positive. Um, <clears throat> most. I mean, yeah, so anything between, like, 60 and 69 is pretty good. Anything between 70 and 79 is very good. If you're above 80, you are doing very, very well. I mean, like, uh, for example, everything, ever, everywhere, all at once, 81. Um, so yeah. if you're okay. if you're in that 80s mark, you know, this is, like, Oscars awards uh, that we're talking about. I mean, okay. All right, thank and if you. you're no, and if you're you above ninety, that. then you, we're talking an all timer. Uh, movies like Parasite yeah. had ninety five, um, you know, Social Network ninety five, um, Midnight or not Midnight Jesus Moonlight. Um, uh, it's almost midnight. That's why I'm so tired. Uh, Moonlight. Uh, <laughs> I think that was at a ninety nine or one hundred, uh, which is bonkers. Yeah. But um, so yeah that's kind of what metacritic is set up and then of course anything below okay. that is just not too great um yeah okay no okay i asked that because i'm gonna jump from man of steel into what we have now um so i'm looking at like I, i'm gonna throw out there's two movies i'm throwing out there's two movies that i'm looking at that are green I'm going to throw out Lego Batman movie. I'm going to throw out Teen Titans go to the movies. I'm not going to include that in this discussion. They're not related to the thing that I'm asking for the refund on. And I, I think both of those movies are pretty good regardless. Um, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at wonder woman at a 76 Shazam at a 71, the suicide squad is a 72. And this is kind of, I, you probably should throw this one out too because of, it's distance from everything else that's going on, but you have the Batman at 72. So if you throw that one out, I got three movies all teetering in the mid seventies or lower. So that's just, that's like what the critics think of Mm -hmm. these movies, but you know, critics don't determine everything. Obviously fan reception is important as well. And I think the best way to gauge fan reception is box office numbers. Because I think like if the fans like something, they're going to go, they're going to pay to go Mm -hmm. see it. I think that's just a good parameter for them. You, we've all seen the financial numbers for the DCEU movies. There's only one that crossed a billion, and I still don't know how Aquaman crossed a billion dollars. I really don't know how they did it, um, but they yeah. did, and credit to them. 
Uh, but I go Man of Steel, 667. And this is going to be in the 100 millions, the numbers that I'm given. Man of Steel, 667. Batman vs. Superman, 872. That would not make it a billion dollars. Still, like, just incredible. Uh, Suicide Squad, 745. Wonder Woman, 817. Justice League, 655 for Justice League, which is... Wow. Um, to be lower than all of those. Crazy. Aquaman, of course, 1.143. 1. Um, Shazam, the first, like, Shazam was the first one you were like, oh, well, that's that's not a lot of money. Uh, 363. Birds of Prey. Like, I know maybe people will say, like, oh, well, it's a February 2020, you know, COVID. The, the movie had about a month in the box office before the theaters shut. So, um, 201 for that one. It's trending down. And then I'm throwing out Wonder Woman 1984 and The Suicide Squad. Those are box offices. Um, you can't judge them. They are COVID releases. I'm, like, we can't do it. Then you go Black Adam, 391. And now Shazam. I don't think, I don't know if it's going to crack 200 million worldwide. No, it's, it's at 131 not. right now. I don't think it's going to get there. So I bring up all of these things in reference to the discussion of why a gun keeping some of these elements around and my question is why just why what is there to what is there to pick from from this where you look at it either from a financial or critical standpoint and you're like we have to continue telling this story like we have to keep going with this character i understand that there's really good characters that are associated with these gals i like gals wonder woman a lot I think Cena's Peacemaker is great. I think Margot is Harley Quinn. And I, I think I said this years ago on this show, is the best thing that they have is Margot is Harley yeah. Quinn. I truly believe that. Agreed. But I, I but like what there there's just nothing here for me to be like, I know we're starting over, but I want to see more from this person. Like I'd rather go see Margot and Gal and Cena just go do other stuff. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. hell, just get recast in other roles in other DC things at this point. Like there's just no one can really explain to me why there has to be like such a like a dance around. Well, is this person staying? Is this person staying? Are we telling this story still? Are we not? Like, do we need Viola Davis to get her own television show? As uh, as uh, Amanda Waller, Viola Davis is one of the best working actors in the world right now. Let her go do other stuff. Don't yeah. waste her time with this. I'm sorry. Like, I, I just there's no, like you guys might have differing opinions i don't know there's nothing here where i'm like i need to see more of this well, why we have to keep this around so i do i think i think that the way that uh um james gunn is taking the dcu um is the correct way to do it because i think what he wants to do is what I think Marvel was kind of trying to do when they were getting into Phase 4, but then they got scared and they decided not to do it. And what James Gunn has said is that they are going to approach it by having the DCU be a universe, but they are not kind of shoehorning these films into one genre, like it's, which is what Marvel's done. They're allowing each of these films to explore their own genre. Um, That's true, and yeah. I think if DC wants to kind of find success and kind of fix the issue that Marvel has going on right now, where all of a sudden people are like, are realizing a lot of these movies are feel exactly the same. And it's taken them a long time to realize that. But I think Ant-Man, the wasp, uh, quantum mania was that big thing that, okay, yeah, this is getting old. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest like that. Even that one for me, uh, like just 
very yeah. blah about it. So, so I, I think the fact that, you know, they're, um, they're trying that this is what James Gunn wants to do and, you know, have horror movies with Swamp Thing, have, you know, just fly out comedies, have, you know, animated, uh, you know, animated shows, ha- have all these different genres and not ma- in making them, let- letting them be their own thing, but they're all taking place in the same universe. I do think that that is the right step in the direction. And I think if there's someone who I would trust with being the head of, if if I if I'm Warner Brothers, and I need someone who is going to head the DCU, mm-hmm. I think James Gunn is 100 the person I would go yep. with. Because I agree, I do agree. This with is that. someone who legitimately loves the content, the source content, the IP. These this is not some. He is a creative. He is not some guy in a suit that went. Oh yeah, you know I I liked Batman growing up. You know th- this is a guy who. You know, even just we talked about that that video that he did, and he was talking about, oh, this is my favorite, you know, um, Batman comic run that they did, or oh, this is my. And when I'm watching him, I don't think he's bullshitting me. I know for a fact that everything yeah. he's talking about is 100% true, and that he's passionate about it. And that's the type of person that you need to have run it. So everything that, nearly everything that Warner Brothers has done with the DCU EU so far in my opinion has been a mistake um or just very 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 poorly done um now what they have happening with uh bringing James Gunn in and what he might do I think it's the way to do it will they be too late will you know will this fad of superheroes be done by the time that they get I mean what the first Superman movies not supposed to come out until 2025. I mean, that's you know, yeah, that's that's over two years away. You know, there could be a lot can happen. A lot can happen. Hell, gangster movies could come back, and that's going to be the new uh thing. Um, (laughs) the gangster squad reboot, everybody wanted, and you know, I don't know, uh, have no clue, but at the end of the day, um, this is 100% the best decision Warner Brothers has made since Zaslav so far. took over the company. I agree 100% with you. And like I I hope that I hope that when I preface this at the beginning of this conversation was like I don't blame Gunn and Safran for anything that I'm talking about here. I think they're the right people for this. I look forward to what they're doing and you guys know I love James Gunn uh with like everything he's done especially the superhero realm. I'm just a little nervous about keeping around some of these elements that have proven to not be that successful, unfortunately. Um, Joel, we'll uh, we'll let you jump in here, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up. You know, to answer the kind of the question you brought up, I the only possible thing I could think of with their mindset of should we potentially keep any of these people is just the recognition. You know what I mean? The recognition and the although people like us are going to say. Yes, you go and start over. Recast all these roles, start new, like that's what's best. You're also going to have all those general public people who are like, "Oh, well, I really liked Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman." Or, I no, really I, yeah, liked, of course. You know, which like you said, like I agree. I loved her Wonder Woman, you know, I love seeing Margot as Harley Quinn, even Ben Affleck, like I don't mind him as Batman, you know, and he's done. There's not a chance he's staying, but yeah. it's like I also like Affleck as Batman. Yeah. I like Cavill as Superman. Yeah. I thought they were but both it's good. Just, it's it's what they need to do to to truly start fresh they have to recast these roles but i think part of them looks at the public and thinks to themselves okay if we just completely start over people are gonna lose it 
because they like so and so this actor not even necessarily they like the actor in that role but it's like oh well why am i gonna go see a dc movie they screwed over jason momoa or you know they screwed over mm. gal gadot you know and it's like they no, already screwed over henry cavill so yeah and it's like the, I, I almost feel like they have some sort of like fear of how the public's gonna react to those things which shouldn't matter you're gonna you're gonna have to do that at some point anyway you know um the movies you're making are already upset. Yeah, the, the movie, yeah, exactly. The movies are already making people upset. So just, why not start over and just piss them all off real quick and then and get back into it, you know? But but really, that's that's the only thing I could possibly think that's, you know, in their minds in terms of possibly keeping people. Because to me, again, as much as I love some of these people in these roles, it's like that is the move. You you just mm-hmm. you got to start over, you yeah. know. After Flash, unfortunately, even though Flash is going to kind of like open up this whole like world and so many potentials you know it's like they're doing another multiverse yeah yeah it's like you know we we gotta start fresh here and and like we've all kind of said throughout this conversation know the direction that you want to go at the beginning yeah don't necessarily show that hand right away but know the direction and to have a direction stick to that see how it plays out before you 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 overcommit because Again, I think I think that was one of the biggest mistakes is that they just they went all in and when the dominoes started falling and it wasn't the way they wanted it to, it was it was too late, you know. Yeah, honestly, you don't have to tell me what the direction is, but you need to know. Right, what the you got to know what the direction is. I don't got to know yeah. what the direction is. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't care less. Yeah, so, you tell me. A, yeah, you tell me. A, you tell me. A Superman movies come out in twenty twenty five. I'm gonna be there. Mm-hmm. I'm going. Yeah. Like it's not gonna. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I just want it to mean something. Yeah. When I go see it, the worst feeling when you see a movie is coming out of it and think just feeling empty and hollow about it. There's yeah. nothing worse than that. I spend two hours watching this and I feel nothing like no emotion. The The reason we all love film is because it elicted emotions out of us, like whatever that may be. And when you see a movie that gives you nothing, even movies that we don't like that create negative emotions, like those are still like talking points mm-hmm. and they're important. But DC now, like I, well, I finished Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I didn't think it was terrible. I, I I think the critics are a little harsher on it than I would have been, but I felt nothing after I watched it, and I've felt that way for a lot of their stuff recently. Yeah. Um, but uh, all right, so we piled on them enough a little bit. I know we got to move on to the next segment. Um, the refund is out there uh, for both of you. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I'll t- I'll say I'll take a refund yeah. on the. It's just because it's, it's just not in a good place, you know. I will also take no. a refund. I hope it goes. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So we're in agreement, and uh, I'm all the power to you, James. I hope what you ever you're doing over there is going to be awesome. I would love nothing more than to have uh, DC just absolutely smash it for the next ten years. I would absolutely love that. Um, but with all that said, uh, we'll be right back. Uh, welcome everybody back to I'd like a refund. Um, yeah, yeah that's us. us. Obviously, this third part of our of um, our podcast is typically when we do a little, um, you know, a little bit. We talk, you know, typically maybe like some trivia, maybe some fun stuff, and it's typically Joel and Ryan that are putting together those bits. But um, I've had. Luckily for me, some time off of work, um, like just like typical two days off in a row, like most people are supposed to get. But I've um, been doing like month. This man's <laughs> yeah, I've been doing like a month of OTE and 
It's like cooking super, with a grease fire. Super busy. But I finally had two days off this past week. So I went in and I did I, – I, the bit is mine this week. And I have something that I'm sure I'm very excited to tell you about. And I think some of our viewers or listeners might find it kind of exciting as well. Now, this week, I asked Joelle and Ryan to get me a list of looking for certain things. We all have this thing called AMC A-List. Now, for those of you who watch movies, especially if you're in the Los Angeles area, you know what AMC A-List is. For those of you who don't, AMC A-List is a subscription service, very similar to what MoviePass was back in the day. However, AMC A-List, for $25 a month now here in Los Angeles, uh, in California, you get three movies included a week. Those three movies can be any format. They could be standard, they could be Dolby, they could be IMAX, they could be Prime, they could be 3D, whatever. If you go see a movie, it's included that you don't have to pay like a surcharge if you see another format. Um, so this is essentially up to 12 movies a month that you can see for $25 a month. So <clears throat> this past week I was on um, I was online and I saw someone talk about A-list and they said, oh yeah, I got it a couple months ago and I've saved about probably about 30 bucks with it so far. So when I saw that, I thought, you know what? How much have I saved? with AMC A-List since I've had it. And so I went in and I'm gonna share my screen with you guys. Um, and I decided to make a calculator, um, a calculator of, let's see. I decided to make a calculator uh, showing how much I had saved with AMC A-List. Can you guys see this on your on the screen? Mm -hmm. Perfect. So, obviously, there's nothing on this calculator right now. And this calculator has gone through many different versions of fixing formulas and stuff like this. But what I've gone through and done is create a Google Sheet where you can put in, um, you know, how many movies you saw in a certain year, what you know what format you saw them in and then what it will do is it'll um show you how much your tickets were worth show you how many movies you saw total uh and then i made this cool little thing over here where you can go in and you can check the months that you paid for a list and so then it'll add all of it up and then it'll tell you this is how much your tickets were worth total uh, so for you know, just this example, uh, how much the yeah, A-list cost, how much your saving was, and then the price per ticket, essentially, for paying for A-list uh, and your, the moves you saw. Okay. And then it's also, you can customize, you know, per year, because I'm sure that, you know, movies got more expensive and, uh, for the sake of estimation, I haven't changed it. If someone wanted to go in mm -hmm. and, you know, say, oh, well back then tickets were only $15. They could then do change it up and, you know, um, uh, customize it as much as they want. So 
I spent a good chunk of time working on this. And what I went ahead and did is had Ryan and Joel send me their information so that I could plug in all of their numbers into this AMC A-list calculator. So I have done that. But before I show you the what exactly, who saved how much, what I'm curious because I want to ask you all some questions. I have all this data. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ryan knows how many movies he saw. I know how much how many movies you both saw. Joel knows how many movies he he saw. Um, and to be clear, this is how many movies they spot, saw specifically using AMC A list. All right. And mm -hmm. I'm curious if you guys. I, I want to ask you a few questions. Okay. So the first question I'm going to ask is. And I'm asking these for, like, Ryan, you're guessing for Joel. Joel, you're guessing for Ryan. Um, Ryan, oh, how long do you think Joel has had AMC A-list? And same thing for Joel. How long do you think Ryan has he should He should know this, actually. Ryan do, I have to, do I have to pick the exact yeah, date? It, or do I have to pick, like, the um, year? I want the the month. Month and the year? Month and year. Yeah. So you can go ahead and, you know, okay. uh, think about it. I Hold on. Um, I'll guess Ryan's right now. Okay. Yeah, he I'm can go first. I'm going to say June of 2019. Okay. And Ryan, what are you thinking for Joel? I am going to say... Um, <laughs> Ryan should know. <laughs> I Oh, my God. Uh, there's two contenders for me. Um, I'm going to say August 2021. Okay. So Ryan got Joel's spot on. Um, yeah, it's Suicide Squad, right? Yep, the Suicide yep. Squad. And yeah, you were you were a little bit off, Joel. Ryan, when was when did you get AMC A list? Um. So to preface, Cameron, can you tell the audience when AMC A list so started? So AMC A list started in June of 2018 yeah. in certain cities. Los Angeles is one of the cities and, right. that it started. And it rolled out. I subscribed to AMC A-List in uh, September of 2018, and this is when it had just gone live for San Diego. Um, so yeah, a, uh, a <clears throat> so to answer your question, on top of that, it rolled out like middle of 20 uh, middle of June 2018, and then about three weeks later, a young lad, let's call him Ryan O'Connor, decided to make the purchase and make the jump. So July 2018 is the answer. There you go. So off by. Just one year, Joel. One year exactly. Which I will say, part of uh, it, not that this is this matters, but until I worked at WB, AMC was probably was the last movie theater I would ever mm, go yep. to, because mm -hmm. where I live, the, for the longest, still to this day, I would say the biggest theater is our Regal, and then there's this kind of mom and pop. I guess they have a few called Reading. There's a few in the area. Mm, yeah. Um, they're like the next biggest theater. What is now an AMC, which is my closest AMC, was always just this like random theater chain. It was always changing hands. And AMC took over at that one, I think, three years ago. So like I now have an mm -hmm. AMC, but there's no there's no IMAX there. There's no Dolby Theater. There's no Prime. It's all just standard yeah. theaters. Okay. I grew up going to a Brendan Theaters. Uh, that was my town's theater. Um, 
What the hell is that? Yeah, it's a very, very. They have like five theaters in the United States. It's it's pretty small. Cameron's like Brandon wow. Brandon Theaters, aka Tinder. Yep. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, and then I got when I moved to San Diego, they had the AMC. They had uh, an AMC in La Jolla. Uh, and so that's mm-hmm. where I went. It was the there was the AMC and the ArcLight, and that's where my hatred of ArcLight uh, was born. Uh, and I would always go to the AMC because every time I went to the ArcLight, it sucked. Every time I went to the AMC, it was great. Um, so great. So um, <laughs> we haven't had the ArcLight yeah, in a little I while. Need to yeah. that in there. Camera, that body's so dead. You don't have to. You don't have to <laughs> yeah, they're dead. Dead down anymore. It's never. It's never coming um, back. All right. So the next question I have for you is, who out of the three of us? Do you think has seen the most movies? Obviously, Ryan and I started around the same time, so it, you know we could probably narrow it down between the two of us. But uh, out of Ryan and I, wh- who do you think is, has seen the most movies since we have had AMC A list? I, I'm gonna say you, mm-hmm. Cameron. Because you saw Bo was Afraid twice and it came out like <laughs> three days ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, add that to my calculator, actually. <laughs> He's fudging the numbers. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to show um, you yet because then I'd reveal my. No, I got you. Um, I think I you just Cameron have to... the most time, Cameron. And I hope oh, that doesn't sound, I don't, I hope that doesn't come off offensive, but I think you have the most spare time to be in a movie <clears throat> theater of the three. I months. think there's, there's <clears throat> a factor I think you're not thinking about, though. Cameron waited the longest to go back to the theaters when they reopened for his true. health purposes. Yeah, true. He missed out on a lot during that. Because when I first when I first sent him my data, I asked him, like, oh, I'm just really curious who's seen more between you and me. And he's like, oh, you'll yeah. have to wait and find out. And he sent me the googly eyes emoji. Um, so I've thought about <laughs> it since then. Initially, <clears throat> I was going to lean Cameron. But after I thought about, like, how long he waited to go back to the theater... <clears throat> Cause like I only had like a month and a half off when I broke my leg that I couldn't go. He's mm-hmm. he waited a while. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean my way. Okay. But I I feel like it's okay. close. It might be close yeah, either so, way. So um, the answer is Ryan. Ryan has seen the most movies out of us. Now I am curious. So the next question kind of go lead, I'm a true, leading into I'm a true this. Cinephile How many movies us? do you think each of us? Has seen so we're including Joel in this using AMC A list. How many do you think each of us have seen? Oops. Uh, mm. what was my what was my number? Yeah. Turn, just oh, turn off the the stream. Um, um, using A list specifically, I don't even my remember answers. when I went through. So, do we need to know ours? I guess. No, I have yours. You I have yours. Like, I have everyone. No, I'm saying like, do do I need to say like what I think I've seen, or am I just guessing? Yeah, you're just guessing us. Yeah. Um. Total AMC list. Uh... Are these combined scores? This is this is. Are you just are ev- like so? This is every this is every movie, standard IMAX, Dolby Prime since you started having using AMC A list. Okay, and this is my but like I'm giving a guess like a guess for your number and a guess for yeah. Joel's number, not a combined guess. Yeah, I'm gonna correct. say 156 for okay. Ryan and 144 for okay. Cameron. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two twenty-five for Cameron. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 
48 for Joel. All right. So these answers are this is this was pretty mind blowing to me. So since I have had AMC A list, I have seen 119 movies. Since okay. Joel has had AMC A list, he has seen 21 movies. Wow. Since oh, Ryan no. has had AMC A list, he has seen 235 movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would just like to say that before I met you guys, it was very lonely out here. <laughs> yeah, two hundred. When when I got right, because I was going through and I was like, "This is this is a lot of movies." It was it bananas. Was, yeah. Um, I, I said one hundred nineteen. I forgot to add in yesterday, so I've seen one hundred twenty. Um, one. So with that, okay. So obviously, Ryan has. The ticket, the ticket worth, has been the most for Ryan. Um, does anyone want to take a guess? How if you add, you know, standard IMAX Dolby Prime, if you add all mm-hmm. of his tickets together, how much money the tickets are worth that Ryan is seeing? And again, this is an exact estimate. One of the things I hate, I I posted this calculator to Reddit, and I and I I knew it was going to happen. I even said it in the post. I said this is not going to be exact. There's so many, like, you know, did you go see a Tuesday matinee? Did what, like, was it, it's not going to be exact. In mm-hmm. the instant I posted that, people were like, well, this isn't exact. Yes, it's a freaking estimate, okay? I'm not going to Where'd get, you post this? Uh, the AMC A-list subreddit. Um, oh, nice. They're very toxic <laughs> yeah, over I, there, I, so. And they were like, oh, well. And then I was like, oh, I saved this amount of money. They're like, oh, we didn't save money because, um, you you know, you probably went and saw movies that you weren't going to see anyways. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of a Shut up. Why are you on the subreddit if you're not seeing movies that you would typically be seeing? Um, How did you even get to post this? I thought you were I made a new account and it has not gotten banned yet. <laughs> so we'll see how long that lasts. I'm going to find it and report um, it. Actually, it, wouldn't be that, it would not I be made, that hard to find, actually. No, we already know I what post to look for. In AMC, I made a Reddit account just so I could post this. Um, okay. It was specifically for this. So I literally haven't commented on anything else, only uh, this. So uh, anyway, so yeah. How much money do you think, ticket-wise, Ryan, if he was to buy all of the tickets that he for his two hundred and thirty five movies that he's seen, how many? Highest username. How many? Uh, how much money do you think he would have spent on these tickets? Fifty five hundred dollars. Okay, Ryan, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I kind of know okay. my answer. Um. So I, I don't know how close it's okay, going to be yeah. to what you have. I'm like, ju- I feel like it's like just shy of 4,200. So using this calculator, um, and again, this is, you know, not taking into account that prices have changed from 2018 to 2023. Um, I The calculator has you in at $4,914. Jesus, right. Mary. Gotta love those two so, days. During that time, and at this point, I'm going to go ahead and show the calculators. We get to yeah, see it I'm now? I'm going to go ahead and show um, the calculators. During that time, alrighty. So, <clears throat> the cool thing about this is it has every year how many movies you saw each year. So, Ryan saw 31 in 2018, 82 in 2019, um, 16 in 2020, 30 in 2021. Oh. 
59 in 2022 yeah. and he's seen 17 so far this year 2019 i was seeing one and a half like one and a half movies per yeah week, that's that's basically. pretty incredible that's cool. um that's it shows cool. how much your off. tickets were worth for that year how much a-list cost for that year um this also takes into account the fact that a-list went up um for us in a couple, uh, a couple months, months ago, ago yeah, yeah. So you can edit the prices in here for that, which I did. I added in because people on Reddit were like, oh, well, I, it's not the right price for me. So that was a <laughs> solid thing to change. So I did add that in. Um, the price per ticket and the total savings. So if you look at Ryan's calculator, Ryan, again, spent just under $5,000 on AMC A-List. AMC... Or uh, on it would have been five thousand dollars if he bought all the ticket. Yeah, without without a list. AMC A list has cost Ryan one thousand and eighty three dollars since twenty eighteen. Okay, that is. Did you fact? Did you factor in the months that it was paused? See if we go in here. It shows these months that you did not pay. Oh, nice. Um. Okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is crazy. I didn't know how to make it so like if you look at here like if I click the check mark, it changes this amount because mm-hmm. it adds the money it adds like the extra twenty three dollars or whatever in there, um, and then it changes the entire all of this stuff. I didn't know how to get that, so if I clicked a check mark, it would change uh, these things. Did you mark that? Uh, did you mark that? And I might have this wrong. Uh, that uh, for the first year of a list, it was only twenty bucks. Was it? All right, I'd mm-hmm. have to go in and change that. So, again, estimates. Okay, this whole um, thing's a no, freaking I, sham yeah. now. All right. Yeah, because I was curious. Was it? I, I'm only off by a little. I'm off a little bit okay. of yours. So yeah. I was like, let me double check that. Yeah, first year. First yeah, year I can go in and bucks. you know change uh, that up. But um, but I so anyway, I didn't know how to make the like the um this thing right you like this formula this count if you know uh, if i click the check mark it'll increase decrease that kind of thing what's super interesting is i went to chat gpt i said hey i need to make it so if i click a chat box it adds a certain number to uh the the final cost for chat gpt or uh, for excel and it showed me exactly how to do it it gave me the formula and everything thought that was pretty cool because i was looking around online and i could not find the way to uh do that um but it did it here and i thought that was it it did it with chat gpt and i thought that was pretty cool uh anyway so ryan has spent again give or take uh one thousand eighty three dollars and 75 cents on amc a list which means his savings has just been oh has been Three thousand eight hundred and thirty dollars and twenty-five cents. Thrifty, thrifty as okay. fuck. Which here. means that since Ryan has seen a list, the price per ticket of every movie he's gone and seen has been about four dollars and sixty-one cents. Just wow. living in the nineties. I'm living that uh, that uh, five dollar Tuesday. So a list has been very much worth the cost for Ryan. Very much worth the cost. All right. Let's go to Joel. So Joel started in August of um, 2021. He saw eight movies that year. 2022, he saw 12 movies. This year, he's seen one movie. 
Now, in AMC, <clears throat> defending myself. Here. Yes, using a list, <laughs> using a list, right? So, guy, guy's seen twenty movies in the last four years. So <laughs> he's seen twenty-one movies total, and his total ticket worth has been four hundred and sixty-two dollars. All right. So. He has paid a total of $530 for A-List during that time, which means that he has lost about $68. Wow. Oh, okay. damn. You know, I got to say, I was coming <laughs> wow. into, I was coming into this expecting that I was going to have lost about $250. I didn't like do the hardcore math, but I was just like roughly estimating. I was like, I have probably lost a couple hundred dollars doing this. So this is almost uh, makes it worth it for yeah, me. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. The fact that you've only seen 21 movies since being subscribed to this and you've only lost 70 bucks on on it just goes to show it's reasonable how much of a good deal it is. How, well, that and that's that's what I always tell people is like okay, what I'm what $70 yeah. down, right? Okay, I can that's I can flip yeah. that green in a yeah. month. Oh, I can easily. flip that green in a week, yeah. you know, in a week. Absolutely. It's super. Yeah, you see three three high end format movies, movies yeah. on a weekend. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now this year is hurting Joel a little bit. He's only seen one movie so far this year. So um, his A list cost. What was it, Joel? What was the one it you was, saw? I was saw Air. I know. I saw Air the other day. I was supposed to see. I had a ticket for uh, the Whale, and then I didn't end up getting to go. Um, but I saw. What did? What did? Where did you see Mario? Uh, at a starlight, it's the the theater by Sam because she wanted to go see. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So this year's been rough for him because uh, Joel has a price per ticket of ninety nine dollars and eighty cents. Ah! Uh, so, um, yeah, that air. You know what? Was you know what? Expensive. I'm not going to see another movie at. I'm not going to see another movie at AMC. That way, I can see. Yeah, I, I paid ninety nine dollars to see air. Well. <laughs> this would be so funny. Um, so you know, but hey, still goes to show what a great deal it is. Uh, and then of course, great we gotta start. We gotta you know end off with my own. Um, so uh, since I had AMC A list in September of 2018, I saw nine movies in 2018, 26 movies in 2019. See, I was I was right about that yeah. tw- that to- 2021 thing. You took forever. 2020, going back to the theater. I, I had that. 12 movies. 2021 i had saw four movies and ryan i saw two of those movies with you yeah with me i yeah. saw green knight and jungle cruise <laughs> we did them on the same on the we same saw them the same day. day and the other two i saw i had yeah were old and pig which i saw on my trip from southern from uh northern california here right before my surgery what a year what a year for movies give it up for 2020 children children check cheer for 2021 oh, and um last year i saw 46 movies in theaters and this year so far i've seen 23 um which is fitting because you saw air recently i did i did see air yes so you're right and it, it, it may seeing bo is afraid last night put it up to that perfect 23 so so far using amc a list i have seen 120 movies using the program for a ticket worth of two thousand three hundred and forty dollars now I have spent $1,033 on AMC A-List. Now, during 2020 and 2021, I knew that I wasn't really going to see any movies in AMC because I did not have an AMC near me in Northern California. I also wasn't really seeing movies in theaters for Mm -hmm. a while. I still decided I did not cancel my AMC A-List subscription 
because I knew that theaters were going through a tough time. And yeah. I figured, you know what? I will still support AMC through this time. That's that's my favorite <laughs> fun fact about AMC is they spent their 100th year anniversary closed. Yeah, that's rough, right? It's <laughs> um, absolutely brutal. <laughs> so uh, my, my one year of loss was 2021 where I only saw four movies. Uh, still only lost 90 bucks on that, right? 2020, I saw 12 movies. I saved $150 just mm. in 2020. Um, now, there was, you know, for 2020 and 2021, AMC did pause payments. Uh, so, mm. you know, it wasn't like I paid for, you know, 12 months. Um, but overall, uh, I have saved $1,306. So my price per ticket has been eight uh, $8.62. So, at the end of the day, I think we can kind of clearly show, using this calculator, that AMC A-List is a fantastic deal. Cameron, I want to throw in another factor that I am positive you thought about this, but it's mm. not something that's really something you can calculate on here. But for the folks at home who don't know this as well, A-List obviously yields other benefits, such as like if you're buying concessions... Mm-hmm. Popcorns and drinks, free automatic yeah, upgrade. True. So if you're buying a if you're buying a medium, it's bumped up to a large, which in some cases can be you know two bucks. Who doesn't love a good uh, large pop- popcorn? Popcorn, you know, same thing. If you're whatever size you're getting, free yeah. upgrade to the next size. Your birthday, you get a free popcorn and a free mm-hmm. drink. Hell yeah. Um, I haven't used mine yet. I'm saving it. I don't know for when, but they had an investor meeting recently, and at that investor meeting, they sent out everyone gets a free drink like on yeah. AMC. So like, there's other little things that come up. Um, as part of that, that like these are all just additional little savings, and it you know it maybe it doesn't seem like a lot, but especially if you're someone that buys a soda every single time, you can pay four dollars for your small and get the you know six dollar medium, whatever it is that's two bucks yeah. you're saving every time. Um, so no, I mean a list is this is coming from the guy who's in the red here. A list is like beyond worth and- it. Which, which is why I haven't stopped. Like, there's been multiple times where it's like, I've gone two months now where I haven't seen a movie, but I'm not going to cancel it because I know next month I'm seeing two movies or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Another thing, Joel, is that you also essentially get 10% back because for every $50 yeah. you spend, and, and this includes, this is what's so dope, is it not only does it include concessions, it includes the price you're paying for A-list. So for every A-list, two yeah. months, essentially, paying for A-list, I get $5 back that I can use for mm-hmm. concessions. Um, yeah, dude, I had saved a bunch of mine, and then when I went and saw The Batman, I uh, I had to pay for that because I saw, like, the fan mm-hmm. first screening or whatever. But then when I went there, I, like, bought a bunch of concessions because I was like, I have, like, $25 yeah. in, in money, you know? Yeah, so, yes, and they, I... Um, another thing on Reddit that people were saying were like, oh, well, do you know how much you spent on food? Like, that would be a good thing to add to the calculator. Yeah, I'm sure it would. That's a lot harder to track down. Um, you know, I'd have to go through, you know, credit card statements and stuff like that. Where the nice thing about AMC is that you could check all the movies you'd seen in the app. And this is dated all the way back to 2018. You could see movies that you've seen all the way back in 2019 or 2018 using the app. Uh, which is what made getting this information so much easier. Um, so, you know, I don't know how much, you know, we spent on concessions. I'm a lot more apt to buy concessions having a list um, because, yeah. you know, I'm not spending, you know, $25 on a movie. I'm going in for, you know, 
you know, four dollars, you know, this year so far, four dollars a movie, I'm much more apt to, you know, be like, oh yeah, I'll get a popcorn and soda for, you know, twenty bucks or whatever. Um, but I just thought this was something, you know, I wanted to throw together. I was curious, you know, I picked my curiosity. I figured, hey, I, I did it for myself by hand. I don't know if you guys can see this. I kind of did it by hand for myself. Ah. I was curious on my own. Uh, and then I was like, well, I really want to know what Joelle and Ryan's is. Um, so I should just make an Excel sheet. And that way I can continually track it as well throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what I did. I spent uh, about two hours uh, making this thing and then, you know, more time kind of fixing it up when I noticed that there were issues with some of the calculations. Um, uh, Cameron, I know obviously you've already shared this on Reddit, but for you folks at home, we'll definitely find a way absolutely. for this to be accessible for you. That um, way, I think the, this is a great tool, Cameron. I got to say really good. when, when you started reaching out to us and you were like, Hey, I have something I'm really stoked in my mind. I was like, all right, what's, what can this be? Obviously, my mind went to something like mm-hmm. this, but this is this is so thorough and so well thought out, and there's so many little details on it, like between the price per ticket and your total savings and how much you spend and breaking it down annually and all that stuff. Like, like this is this is phenomenal stuff, dude. So, like, really thank well you, done. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I was so um, excited. I like I wanted. I kept wanting to tell you guys exactly what it was, but at the same time, I was like, I also want to save it for the podcast so like literally all week mm-hmm. i've been looking forward to uh, sharing this with you guys i'm like oh, i don't want to tell him it's gonna slip out so i was telling ryan i was like i text cameron i was like i can't wait for this bit to just be you telling me i'm wasting money paying for a list there you go yeah now we know um can i have one last thing yeah to do with this yeah. um obviously i spilled the beans on what joelle's first a-list movie was uh because i was there i knew the answer I think it'd be interesting to see if we could figure out what <laughs> mine and Cameron's first movie was. Never guess what my first um, movie was. So, can you remind me when you started? What month you started? September it? of uh, September of twenty nine or twenty eighteen. Okay, that gives me. And a you were of... in July of twenty eighteen, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Joel, do you have any guesses on either of ours before we start guessing each other's? God, wow! There's lots of these that were released. I feel like Ryan. I feel like not not to do this to you, but I feel like it's going to be a Marvel movie. Uh, can I, I can give you a hint. Is the hint no? It's not a Marvel. No, movie? No, I have a real hint. Okay, go for it. Okay, what is it? It's a movie that I mentioned earlier in this podcast. Huh. I can. I think I have a guess for Cameron. I'm just I can throw one guarantee. Out I if if you guys guess what movie I saw, I kid you not. I will give you one hundred dollars. You know what, Cameron? Give us one hint. No, I gave a hint. No, you, there's you, no, no no hint. There's no hint. I'm putting a hundred dollars on it. I'm not giving you a hint. Hold on. Let me make sure you've seen this before I guess it. This is riveting content for everybody listening at home, Wait, but for us, this is fantastic. Box, that's cheating. No, it's not. Yeah, you it, can't just because he saw it. Just because he saw it you doesn't mean it was his first one. Che- I think that's cheating. Okay. I think that's cheating. Okay, fine. I won't do it. I mean, I'm not gonna have an answer. I I, I can't even begin to guess where or begin to think of where to guess. You got it in September. Yeah. Okay. I can literally guarantee you aren't going to get, which is why I'm putting a hundred dollars on it. 
All right, I have a guess. All right, what do you Joel, think? Joel, do you have a guess? I did, no. I can't even think of 2018 movies. What, All right, what? I'm I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess a simple favor. Nope. Okay. Joel, you have a guess. Um. That came out right before I saw. Damn it! Um, it I was right I before. Out, yeah, I couldn't figure out when in September yeah. you would have gotten it. Oh, then I have an, I have another guess then, but it's too late. I'm curious what your second guess is. I'm pr- I could give you five um, guesses. I don't think you would get it. Okay, my only other guess was going to be the Predator. Nope. Yeah, then I got nothing. Is it? Was it the? I think this was that year. Was it the 2001: A Space Odyssey re-release? No. Ooh, no, that was August. Yeah. Um, and I saw that in ArcLight. Um, okay. The movie, I, the first movie I saw with AMC A-list, which is why I was positive no one was going to get it, was the Michael Moore documentary Fahrenheit eleven <laughs> nine. Oh my God. Yeah. I never would have gotten that. Zero <laughs> yeah. percent chance. Yeah. My, oh, mine is definitely gettable then compared to I'm, that. I'm looking at this and you said you've mentioned it so far this episode. Um, are you guys looking at like a list of 2018 movies? I am. Yeah. So I have, I have my own chart to track my A list stuff. I mean, That's how I was able to like get my numbers pretty close. And I'm just looking at what I'm looking at what I saw around that time. I'm trying to think of. And you and what month was yours, Ryan? I was July. Um. I have two guesses. Okay. Go ahead. Which where do you want to go with first? Well, I think the first one is kind of the. Well, you didn't mention this. This was actually one I was thinking, but. Was it hereditary? You guys... It was not. We talked about that earlier. Okay, Joel, you have a. We did. Yeah, we were talking about. Yeah, did we? When we were talking about Ari Aster, I'm pretty sure Ryan said he loved uh, hereditary. I've never seen Hereditary. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. I'm, I'm smoking something. <laughs> I was like, I didn't say that. But it's a good guess. Um, do you have your... You said you had a second guess, right? Yeah, I mean, my other guess is Ant-Man and the Wasp. I was thinking Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think that was actually my last movie pass movie. Really? But, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it... I think that was too early. Do you want me to just tell you? I was going to I was gonna say... Um, uh, was it... What's it called? Mission yeah. Impossible, but you okay? So, that. so fun fact that was the, I'm just gonna tell you, fun fact Mission Impossible Fallout was the reason I got a list, but I saw something before I went and saw that. It was Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Really? Okay. Ah. Yeah. Yep. That was my first one. Huh. Art directed by a uh, former teacher of mine. Okay, you want to know something that's really funny? I was giving a Guy tour. Fier? I was giving a tour the other day, and I forget where we were at. It was like some, I think it was Midwest. It, I think it was Midwest Street. And this little girl goes, was this used in Teen Titans Go the Movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tec- like, technically, yes. I, yeah, yeah, I was like, I was actually really, I was like, wow, that's a re-, like, I was really surprised because that was a great observation. I was like, yeah, you know, you know, it's animated, but they did use, you know, the yeah, Warner Brothers they lot. Did, they were I thought that was really impressive that she recognized Honestly, guys, like, I, I, I don't know if you've seen that movie. I, and that I don't like that show, Teen Titans Go. But that movie was good. It's it's really fun. It's on the break. They put yeah. it in the break room every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy watching it on, yeah. on the break it's room. It's a fun time when they when they go back in time 
and save all of the save ever all the heroes and stuff and keep them alive and then they go back in time again and then let all the bad stuff happen to them hilarious hilarious stuff spoiler alert yeah um <laughs> spoiler alert for that six-year-old animated yeah. movie. well guys um i you know i'm glad you enjoyed the calculator like joelle said um i have i already have um one posted online for reddit i can do a more updated one with all of the little uh things i've added ever since that one Mm -hmm. uh that way when y'all listen to this episode we'll probably have it like on our link tree you can go in you could um check it out for yourself if you have amc a list and i'm sure that there are a lot of people who listen to the show who have it you can see how much money you've saved um and spent and all those little details we talked about ever since you got amc a list Hell yeah. Awesome. Great stuff, Cameron. Yeah, nice work. Uh, Ryan, great refund that you brought to the table today. Overall, solid episode. We've got a lot of great conversation in this one. We got to get out of here. one though. for you yeah. folks. We got to get out of here. I didn't realize but, how long. Yeah, we, uh, no, but lots of good stuff that happened today. So uh, another episode coming right back at you next week. You know where to find us at Refund Pod on all of the uh, typical podcasting platforms. Besides that, not going to bore you to death with all these uh, things you hear every week. So, guys, thank you so much. Everyone else, we'll see you all next week.